Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Look Into It. Thank you very much for the support. Um, uh, it's good to know that at least some of you guys out there are being entertained. Uh, today, we're going to, I'm going to introduce um, a comedian that I met in Dallas while we were doing Swarm Tank, and I had no idea who he was. And uh, we were up on the panel and he comes up and he knew Sam Tripoli. And lately he's just been blowing the fuck up. So, uh, man, and uh, uh, we're we think <clears throat> along the same lines with many on many subjects. And uh, we're going to go over a bunch of them. And but, but before I introduce Mr. Alex Stein, Primetime 99, I'm going to show you a video cl clip, quick clip of what uh, made him famous recently. Check this out. <laughs> Let's, let's start that one more time, guys. Come on in the audience. Let's vibe tonight. It's prime time. Officer, you know I'm on the ground. You know gas prices are way too high. Putin, it's got to die. Put a bullet in Putin's head. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm a freak for the vaccine. Vaccinate my body at the party. Sipping Bacardi. I'm the proof when I'm in a booth. Spitting on the mic. Anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put them in the ground, white or brown. And I'm in Plano Town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Elastic steak and shrimp. No, you can't stop my shine. I'm number 99. And you know I grind and shine. And you know I do it all the time. One more time, I'm teaching class. This is your whole path. Zelensky is a VIP. Ukraine and I go insane. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. You know that is the plan. I'm a Zelensky stand. I love you, Vladimir Zelensky. You are so smart. What's the smell? Did somebody fire? No way. What can you say? Fascinate me straight or gay. I love you and I love to rhyme and grind all the time. And you got that sanitizer. And you know I got that Pfizer. You know I stick it in my vein. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. Do it for the Ukraine before I go insane. Let me antibacterial my body at the party. Sip it for candy. You know the flow. And I am a pimp, cause I am on a blimp, eating lots of steak and shrimp. One more time, I'm 99, and you know I grind and shine. Gas prices way too high, Vladimir Putin needs to die. Gas prices way too high, Vladimir needs to die. I'm the truth in the booth. Take my picture, I'm a winner, I'm a eat you. For dinner, okay. I just want to say, I love you. We need to take out Vladimir Putin, like Lindsey Graham said. Thank you, Mayor Mons. I appreciate the time. Peace. <laughs> God bless you all. 
Prime time sign on Instagram. Thank you. Eddie, like, that's like you. I'm a rock sad. star. I, I want to be like you, Eddie. Okay, I got to ask you something. Was that, was that freestyle or did you write it out and memorize it? Of course. Okay, so listen, everybody's like, oh, even all the, and see, this is the problem with the truth community. Some people think that, you know, I'm a government CIA already and that was written for me by some Tavistock people. But what I had prepared, I had gas prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. But any, like any true player pimp, you know, I got bars like a Xanax dealer. You know what I mean? I got that. I'm a pimp on a blimp. So yeah, that was up there. Just I'm literally freestyling it. Cause you know, as a musician, not that I'm necessarily a musician, but you know, I like to rap. You have to get in the zone. You know what I mean? So I was a hundred, I was in it, dude. I'm a method actor. My hero is Andy Kaufman. And the reason why I liked Andy Kaufman is he wasn't necessarily a stand-up comedian. He called himself a song and dance man. And that's kind of what I am. You know, Eddie, I'm not even your, your pause comedian. I wanted it to be cringe. I want it. This is what I do. And I'm not trying to say that I invented this, but what, what, what I'm doing, it's called culture jamming and other people created that term. So we're taking the most absurd part of our culture and you're jamming it in people's faces. And so in my mind, when I went in there, I was like, well, it's going to be cringy. It's going to be bad, but that doesn't matter. That's part of it. You know, the, the worse it is, the better it might be in my mind. Yeah, I totally get it. It's fucking genius. It was perfect, man. And you and, and that other, uh, the other guy, Cassidy, is that his name? Yes, yes. Cassidy He's my Campbell. buddy. Yes, yes, that's Campbell? it. Cassidy uh, Campbell. <laughs> yes, dude, you nailed it. so good, too. <laughs> He's so good. Maybe we could find it. What's, what's the best one uh, on YouTube for Cassidy Campbell? Just, just got his channel. He goes on for like 10 minutes. Is there a nice oh. little short one? Yeah, well, I mean, just go to like Cassidy Campbell on his YouTube page. He's got 1.6 million subs. But let me tell you a little bit about Cassidy real quick, because, you know, now he's become my protege. He's a few years younger than me. He's like five years younger than me. But so his channel, he actually went, you know, he was like doing YouTube about five years ago, doing like a lot of prank videos. And back when like the YouTube algorithm was better, back when like it used to be like when when Joe was on it, you know, back YouTube sucks now, but YouTube used to be better. Like it used to be like a community and you could go viral on it. And I guess my point being is like he was he had a channel blew up. He would do these stupid pranks. He would do like the wankster character and he'd like go in public and hit on girls or bring a laptop into like a, a you know library and make it have porno sounds or something we get like five million views but then once he started to get a little more based and a little more political his his views dropped world star hip-hop stopped sharing them all these places stopped sharing them and then what happened was is he kind of noticed me you the first video you ever saw and i have to thank you so much eddie because that was the one where i went up there and i spoke about abortion and i said i love abortion so much here's my cat kyle but i said i love abortion so much it's my favorite thing in the world you know it's like the safest form of birth control and you saw that i remember that's the first time you ever messaged me you saw that video and he saw it and he's like alex i you know i want to meet you i want to create content i want to do this too so once he started going to the meeting he you know his first couple of videos when you first go speak at these things, you don't usually go viral because you're kind of nervous. It's kind of awkward. But then about his third time, Eddie, he, you know, he started blowing up doing it. And now his channel, he's gained, you know, nearly 200,000 subs. So what I'm trying to say is his channel is kind of stagnant. And then when we started doing this culture jam, it's bringing his channel back up. Uh, and Cassidy's really talented. And we got a video, and, got a video real quick. We're going to show okay. it. Then we'll get back to this. Hey, what up? What up, pimp? So, uh, it's tax season right now. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to my kids. It's the only time of the year I ever, uh, play my kids. You feel? 
But yeah, shout out to them, you feel me? Uh, what I was gonna say was, so I just got my ancestry DNA test back and I'm 2% black. The reason I'm up here today is cause y'all trifling and we need to honor my homie George Floyd who now been sober two years and this is finna be called the Say His Name Bill. All right, so this is my ancestry DNA test if y'all don't believe me, 2%. So, first of all, let's take a knee to the Pledge of Allegiance of George Floyd while I recite the pledge. Everybody take a knee, please. I pledge allegiance to George Floyd in the Black Lives Matter movement and the causes for which they stand. One sentence, <coughs> I can't breathe with methamphetamine and fentanyl for all. Let's get into it now. Nobody took a knee, I see. I guess y'all racist. Y'all was taking a knee back in 2020, though. Am I the only one still taking knees? So, uh, this is what's fitting to be on the bill, though, which will be for kindergarten through 12th grade for the month of April. So, first of all, white kids need to hold their breath for eight minutes every day. White kids have to do the black kids' schoolwork. White kids have to give black kids their lunch money. Or else... They'll go to the principal's office. Everyone will watch George Floyd's sex tape and write an essay on it. Every Veterans Day, we will honor George Floyd as he served as a security guard for the Salvation Army. Kids can receive bonus points in the classroom if they hold a pregnant woman at gunpoint. Kids can receive bonus points for using counterfeit $20 bills. Kids can receive bonus points if they record themselves having a fentanyl overdose and live. Students should purposely provoke the police because they're racist and try their best to receive police brutality and be celebrated by BLM with a peaceful protest. Students will be encouraged to do everything possible to get shot by the police and do not comply. White kids will sit in the back of the bus so that they can live the experience of Rosa Parks. Black kids will start with a baseline grade on all schoolwork of 80%, and white kids will start with 0% in order to end racism. Students will post a black square on all social media platforms to end racism and spread equality. Pre-made Molotov cocktails will be for sale in the school store, and it will be highly encouraged that they are used on school police cars. If a white kid acts up in the classroom, the teacher will be called to put on a knee on his neck. If a black kid shoots someone in school, it will be justified and labeled as self-defense because he was bullied, no matter what, due to skin color, and he will be celebrated as a national hero. Black kids will be issued guns in school for protection against white supremacy. The N-word will be called a trigger word, which means they will now be allowed to pull it. Black-on-black -black crime will be encouraged, as it is in Chicago, in order to end white supremacy in the name of the greatest mayor of all time, Lori Lightfoot. I love you, Lori. Bless you. Can you, can you just pause for one second? You can. Do we have to allow this to continue? I'm almost done. No, I'm sorry. I asked a question to my city attorney. Oh. Uh, I would allow this to finish, and then we can go in executive session and talk about this. Yeah, last time I checked, y'all took a knee for George Floyd. Chick-fil-A will no longer be able to sell, be sold at schools, and Popeyes will replace them, because Popeyes is nothing without black lives, and Chick-fil-A is culturally appropriated chicken. 
High-speed police chases will be encouraged and all students who get in them will be moved up one grade and labeled as an honor student. Also, if the car you took in the police chase was stolen, you will receive a full-ride scholarship to an HBCU. If the police chase ends in the shootout, you will automatically be given a free doctorate degree and you will get a highway named after you. Also, since I'm here, where my reparations at? My ancestors were slaves. They built this country. And since they my ancestors, I'm, I'm a slave by DNA. So where are my reparations at? I mean, we need to stop this racism. We need to stop this. You feel me? Hey, stop this racism. Where are my reparations at, bro? Hey, take a knee for me, Mayor. Take a knee like you did in 2020. Take a knee like you did in 2020. Come on, y'all. And that mayor did take a knee. He was famous for taking a knee in Frisco. Uh, $10 story promos. Shout out to my kids one more time. Last time you're going to see them until next tax season. Thank you. All right. Peace out. Dude, that was so fucking good, dude. <laughs> well, Eddie, so, so, and I'm not even trying to take any credit for it, but so, you know, Cassidy, he loves to write it out because it is kind of, when you go up there and there's people looking at you, it's very low vibrational energy. You know, like when I started going to these meetings, the reason what I notice is when you speak serious, they look at you just like you're some conspiracy tinfoil hat asshole. But if you if you start acting crazy, then you get their attention because most of the time they're on their cell phone. Like I would hear people talk about how their neighbor's house caught on fire. Then the fire department came and it didn't catch, you know, their house ended up catching on fire because the fire department didn't put it out fast enough. And they'd be begging and sad. And these politicians just look at like whatever, you know. And then when I realized one of the first videos I noticed I got the mayor's attention is we have this black mayor named Eric Johnson. And I said, Eric Johnson, since you're the first gay mayor of Dallas and he's not, he's a like happily married guy. I go, you should, you should, you should sell or you should give out the free Johnson and Johnson vaccine in the gay neighborhood. You could be like Eric Johnson's free Johnson and Johnson. I was like, the gay community will love that. They love the double entendre since you're a gay icon. And that's when he started to remember me. And then I, in that same sketch, I talked about how you're more likely to die of COVID if you're overweight which he was. And, and so every meeting I go, Oh, this is the guy that called me fat. So, so what I'm saying is, is the only way you get these attention is because all these politicians and it doesn't matter if they're a stupid city council member or they're the mayor, they have this self-righteous self-importance uh, nature about themselves. They just think they're the end all be all, you know, it's like, they don't want to deal with us. They're NPCs in the, in the video game of life, non-playable characters. They don't want to interact with the peons like us. So once you do stuff like that, then it causes them to interject in the meeting. And so that's why Cassidy and I, Cassidy and I have been successful because we're literally just culture jamming. We're taking their narrative and jamming in their face and they can't help but be like, what the hell is going on? You know? <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. And I love it, man. Now, what, do you do you have <clears throat> what was the first time you ever went up to city city council like that and did some kind of crazy shit like that? Okay, so this is so let me tell you a little bit about my story. So you know, before I started my YouTube channel, uh, I lived in LA for two years. I graduated college in 2010. I lived in LA. I didn't have a job. I went to Central Casting. I got a job as an extra, working 18 to look younger. Then I got a job as like a production assistant. Then I got on this ABC reality show called The Glass House. And in this show, it's like Big Brother, and you vote each other out of the house and they film you 24 seven. And I thought, oh, this is going to be my big break, you know? And the producer's like, Alex, you're going to be to the end of the show. You're going to be so good, but we want you to be the villain. And I was like, okay, I'll be the villain. What was the premise of the show? It's just like Big Brother, except on this one, the, the audience can vote you out. So that was the only difference. Big, I, I've never seen okay, Big, big Brother. 
Yeah, what's, well, what's I don't the, really watch it. See, I don't watch those shows either. See, that was my problem. Everybody else on the show is like huge reality TV fans. But how it works is, let's say you get 12 people in a house. Okay. And then, you know, and then you have every time there's like a jury and you vote people to be put up to be, you know, eliminated. So there'd be like two people on the chopping block. And then they would give America the choice. And how it works in Big Brother, it's just, you know, people are lying to each other and you do challenges. And if you win the challenge, you might get, you know, uh, what is it? You know, immunity from being put up. It's a stupid freaking reality show, right? I, and I didn't know anything about it but these producers they liked my personality they're like alex you know you're gonna stay to the end we, we we want you to be a villain like we think that'd be really good for the show and me just being an idiot 25 year old kid i'm like yeah i mean yeah i'll be the villain but i don't really i didn't really know what the villain is so i'm going around like every time this girl would take a dump i'd be like you know it sounds it, it smells like orange scented shit every time you leave the bathroom erica like i was trolling them but i was a little i was a little too hard and i ended up getting kicked off second so so i was like really frustrated i was kind of mad at la I got a job working in Dallas for the TV show Cheaters, and I signed a non-disclosure agreement NDA. But if you know anything about that show, I, have you ever watched that show, Eddie? Cheers, the eighty show. Cheaters, cheaters, oh, well, cheaters. Yeah, we, yeah. So we catch people, is, dude. That show, that's that's a. Uh, um, Man, that, I used to watch that shit all the time, dude. Yeah, you know, it's been where, where that guy, that guy's cheating on. I've his, seen every episode. Like, You're gonna ask me. What do you go ahead? I, was, I worked on the show for ten years. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, what which episode? Well, did you were you working on the show when that dude who was cheating on his girl got caught on a boat fishing with some chick, and they pulled up that's, next to him on a boat, <laughs> and the chick pulled out a knife. And, <laughs> well, you know, that's the up. first season. That was the first season that went viral as the number one, you know, intense reality uh, TV was, show was moment of all time. Season? No, no, no. I was that. Is, the show's been on for seventeen years, Eddie. So that was like I was in. I was when that first season. I was like in eighth grade or something. I was like a freshman in high school when that happened. Sam Tripley and I are coming. To your town, catch us on the road doing tinfoil hat comedy. Follow me on Instagram at tinfoil hat comedy night. June 17th, we got Tallahassee, and June 18th, Jacksonville. Thursday, June 9th, in San Diego. Go to samtriply.com for more information and to buy your tickets. See you on the road. Okay. okay. So, so, so let me tell you the story. So I'm working at cheaters and I work, you know, I started off, I, I'd worked there in college as a production assistant. And then when I got there, I was, you know, helping organize, you know, getting the vans, finding the crew, you know, I ended up becoming where we, how it works. We had 22 episodes, two bus an episode. So we had like four producers that would do, you know, handle about 10 bus. You'd be in charge of making sure it all happened. I worked there for a long time. Move up. The host of the show is a guy named Clark Gable. His grandfather is the actor Clark Gable Gone with a Wind, the super famous guy, like one of the biggest Hollywood legacy actors of all time. Yeah, of course. This, this is his grandson. And, and when I tell you this story, dude, he was had the highest tolerance of anybody I've ever met. I'm talking about when it comes to drugs, alcohol. This guy was like, you know, you know, he had, you know, the sleeve tattoos. I'm just saying he was like the California quintessential California wild guy. He had a dock in the box for Xanax for every pill. You know, he had a prescription for it. He was just a wild child. He, he was a good friend of mine, but it's really sad. After the 17th season of cheaters were done filming. And so this is when he kind of has some downtime. He's not having his, you know, structured, uh, you know, it's like his time's not a structure. Like even though Clark was insane, he always showed up to work sober, but, he, but as soon as we we're done, he had a six pack of beer opening up as soon as we got back to the studio, but he did his job sober. I'll give him that. And he was my good friend, but he started getting really bad. He ran out of all of his like prescriptions from all of his, you know, sketchy doctors. He went and he bought some oxycodone or some Vicodin when this, he's with his 19 month old baby and his wife. And the reason why I talk about his tolerance 
is if this guy would have died, I would have thought he would die in a blaze of glory at a strip club, you know, getting shot or DWI drunk driving accident. He literally took two pills and woke up dead. They had fentanyl in it. He never woke up in bed with his wife and 19 month old baby. Yes. And he was 32 at the time, uh, or maybe we were 31, but we were the same age. I forget if we were 31 or 32, but that's about what we were. And so I'm like, I'm shook at it because at the time during that season, I had a really bad cavity and I listen, I like to party. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but I, I just don't like pain pills. They just kind of make my stomach hurt. Right. I had this really bad cavity that ended up getting pulled. And I remember during the season, he gave me a couple of pain pills. So I was like, Oh man, I almost can't go in. He's like, you gotta go. And you know, he helped me out. And so dude, when he woke up, when I, you know, I, when his wife told me he died, dude, I got totally sober. I changed my whole life. I quit drinking, you know, for the time being, I quit smoking. I quit taking any pills. I just totally changed my life. Cause he was literally my same age. But at that same time where I'm like getting sober, cause I'm so shell shocked. Cause I'm all emotional. The, the host, excuse me, the owner of the show is named Bobby Goldstein. It's Bobby Goldstein Productions is the production company. He's like, Alex, you're going to be the next host of Cheaters. So like, I'm all sad about my best friend dying, but I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. I've been here for a long time. I'm, I'm kind of naturally, I would be good at it. I know all the bull crap. I know how to do the walk up. I know the show backwards and forwards. So it's like weird. I'm in this really weird thing where I'm like mourning my friend and I'm exercising a lot and I'm sober and I'm like, you know, thinking this is going to be a good opportunity. And then April 2020, like right when the right, like when the pandemic is popping off, we go back into film for cheaters and they hired a 52 year old black dude named Peter Guns from New York instead of me thinking like, oh, well, Alex, you know, they didn't hire like another 30 year old white guy. You know, I would have been like, what the hell? But they figured if they hire somebody different because the show is bought by Viacom, which is owned by MTV. You know, they thought I would still work there and, you know, still probably produce shows for him. And dude, I was so pissed off. I was like, man, forget about this, you know, F this. And another guy that was worked with cheaters, like, Alex, you should start your own podcast. You should start your own podcast, do your own show. Then you don't have to worry about it. And so that's what I did in May, May 26th of 2020. That's when I did my first podcast. And the reason why I say this, when you ask me about the first meeting, so, you know, in my first month, I get like a thousand subscribers, you know, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm you know, whatever. What's, the, You're na- what's the name of your <clears throat> podcast at this point? It's called the conspiracy castle. And, 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 and let me get, let me actually kind of need to kiss your butt a little bit. And I don't want to sit here and just kiss your butt the whole time. So I know that's awkward. I hate when people say stuff like that to me, but dude, Watching all of your clips from JRE, you know, where you're just like red pilling, you're just talking about 9-11, Tower 7, because I didn't really wake up to all this stuff until 2016. 2016, when Hillary, you know, Pizzagate, that blew my mind. And I, I called into the Howard, I used to be the biggest Howard Stern show, fan, uh, Howard Stern fan. I called in in 2016. And I asked him about Pizzagate. I was like, what do you think about this? You know, Podesta and, you know, and John Podesta and Marina Abramovich and Howard Stern's like, oh, it's all fake news. It's totally fake. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, and I'm just like, okay, wow, these people are, they're, they're evil, you know, because we know there's so much evidence that we know that these people are literally like procuring children. You know, Bill Clinton's on the Lolita Express 26 times with no secret service. Like you don't have to be a genius to realize that these people, whether they're, whether they're actually, you know, banging kids, I believe they are, but you know what I'm saying is there's enough evidence to not say that it's total bull crap. Right. So I get red pilled in about 2016 and that's, you know, so I spent that four years just watching, you know, your clips, you know, talking about watching, of course, Dubai, watching all this conspiracy stuff. You know, I was totally, totally sold, bought in. So when I was coming up, you know, with my with my idea for the show, I was like, well, I'm going to talk about conspiracies just because that's what I was obsessed with. You know, that's what I love, because in this day and age, you know, entertainment sucks. It's all about intersectionality. You know, it's all about like, you know, uh, you look at SNL. It's all if you're not a gay, Latino, trans, you're not going to be the lead of a show. So 
What I'm saying is I got really red pilled. I was really into the conspiracy role. I mean, deep, dude. Deep. So what, okay, you say um, <clears throat> Pizzagate was, is that what cracked your brain open? Take me through uh, what cracked your brain open specifically. Well, for sure, dude. Someone sent you a link. You oh no, I remember the video, dude. I remember this. I remember specifically, like all of a sudden, I was like this pizza gate thing. I'm like, man, this is fake. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching. Next thing you know, I'm watching Loose Change, and I'm watching Loose Change, you know, and I'm learning learning about Tower Seven. And then I'm hearing at that same time there was clips of you talking about Tower Seven, I believe, in 2016. You know, that was like kind of when you were talking about it. I was like, what the hell is this tower? 47 story tower. That would be the tallest building in 30 states fell down in 11 seconds from office fires. The first building in the world. I'm like, wait, this, this doesn't make sense. You know, what the hell, what is going on? So nine 11 dude, for, uh, you know, you talk about like, well, you know, you get into the rabbit hole, dude, I was in a nine 11 rabbit hole. I mean, every night I was watching a video about nine 11 before I went to bed, you know, you do, you know, you play something on your phone while as you go to sleep and it'd be like loose change. It would be, you know, something about the Israeli art students on the 93rd floor or the, what I, you know, I mean, it's just, it was just like uh, Larry silver, lucky Larry silver scene, how he, you know, happened to be not be at work that day. And there's at work every day. So it's like a new thing. And I'm just getting like more, I hate to say this word now because you know everything's all white supremacy and all this stuff, but I was getting like radicalized. It was my brain. I was getting awake. I was like, man, the government doesn't have our best interest because you know, cognitive dissonance is knowing that the government doesn't, you know, lies to us and still thinking they have our best interest. So of course, 9-11, you know, then that opened the door to like the Iran Contra. That was a big thing for me when I realized the CIA was trading drugs with Nicaragua for guns. And then we were taking those drugs and sending them to L.A. and sending them to Miami and creating the crack epidemic. And then as well as that, then you'd be like, then they had these racist crack laws where if you'd have a handful of crack is equal to like a trunk full of cocaine. I'm like, what the hell? So the government is is not good, you know? And then you look at the project for New American Century talking about how they wanted to destabilize the seven biggest threats to Israel. And you talk, you look at just, there's just so much stuff I, did, I didn't realize because I was, I was apolitical my whole life when Obama, you know, there was times when I was like, oh, Obama's good. In 2008, you know, I was like a, you know, I was like a college kid. I mean, this guy's cool. He's black and he's, he's you know, you know, he sounds cool. I was an idiot. You know, I was just, I didn't know the truth. I, you, you, this is the problem is the truth is only like one centimeter under the surface. You know, it's just, people don't want to crack that, that book open and even look under the surface and be like, oh man, the government's lying to us. So well, I guess my, my radicalization though. So 2016, I was like the conspiracy guy and I worked for cheaters this whole time. I'd be talking about, you know, the shape of the earth all the time, you know, talking about the heliocentric model. People be like, oh, I'd be like, what about the Antarctica treaty? You know, 1954, it's the only treaty that all the, all the governments, we all hate each other, but all the governments agree to it. Like, why would that, you know, how do, why do we agree to that? And then, you know, so you get into, you know, the shape of the earth, you get into like all of the, there's, there's so many, there's so many lies we could talk about. We, there's an endless amount of conspiracies, but for me, it was nine 11 and uh, Pizzagate. That was like my first, that was kind of like my virginity. You know what I mean? That was like the one I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you go from uh nine 11 Pizzagate to, uh, <clears throat> Uh, flat earth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, this is what we have That's to be very careful. It is a big jump, but this is the thing is so, you know, of course they have the Eric Dubay. That's back when, what I'm trying to say is YouTube used to be cool. Now it sucks. Is all the stuff that, you know, the, the algorithm, what it recommends you, but dude, on the side, all of a sudden it's like, uh, 
uh, Eric Dubay, you know, it's like 200 proofs that the earth is flat. I'm like, what, what is this? What is this? And I don't even like, this is the other thing is obviously I, what I, nowadays I have to call myself a geocentrist because I think you have to do the same thing. If you say the earth is flat because it's been so demonized, just like the term conspiracy theorist by the CIA in the, you know, in the 1960s from people looking into the official story. Oh, oh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You know, they call Kyrie Irving an idiot, even though Shaq said the thing, you know, they, they make fun of Shaq. So now that word is like, it's almost like Nazi. It's almost as bad as a word is Nazi. So then I start watching these Eric Dubay videos and then I see like Eddie, I see you talking about it. And I remember like one of my favorite things you're like, one of the, this is one of my favorite things. I, I recite this all the time. I'm like, so we're on a ball, 25,000 miles around the equator, spinning 1,100 miles an hour. And then it's orbiting the sun, 66,600 miles an hour. And on top of that, the sun's going 1.4 million miles an hour. And then on top of that, the entire Milky Way galaxy is going 4.4 million miles to an ever-expanding universe of space. Yet, every night, Polaris is in the same spot. You know, we can just see Polaris. And I remember you said that on JRE. That was like, that clip is like probably one of the most famous clips. I was like, man, this makes sense. I was like, this doesn't, this, you know, the heliocentric model. I'm like, this doesn't, this isn't vibing with me. And then, you know, you look at like uh, the proof that they have. It's like, you know, the ship's going over the horizon and you get a zoom telescope. You're like, wait, you can just see that bitch. You can, boom, you're right. <laughs> you can see the the boat right there. And then also we, the, this is like, you, you look at their debunks and they're like, well, Eratosthenes had sticks and shadows, and you're yeah, like, that's, well, that's hilarious, right? <laughs> we proved that shit a million years ago, dude, with Aristophanes. He yeah, had a yeah. shadow and a stick, and then he knew some dude 500 miles away. With no telephone, with no vision or something with a nose. Yeah, it's just so yeah, dumb. Yeah, okay, so. we live on a spinning ball because of some fucking dude 8,000 years ago, okay? Yes. Had some yeah. shadows and shit. And they still... And they still use, uh, they still use the boat going over the horizon. The boat well, of course, the horizon. Bet, you guys are still on that one. Well, that's all they have, Eddie. That's all they have. It's so, but this is what I'm saying. It's like we talk about the or the shape of the earth. This is what I what I have to say now is you know I signed a deal with uh, Blaze TV, so now I work for Glenn Beck. And uh, I'm just a contributor there, but I'm working on doing a show there. Of course, you know, they don't like flat earth, you know, because they're mainstream, which is, which is, you know, understandable. So, you know, I consider myself a geocentrist, but, but this is the thing. This is my point being when I, f I start watching the Eric Dubay videos and then it gives me Bart Sabrell because I started watching, I think I watched Eric's videos before I watched, you know, Bart Sabrell, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. I'm like, wait, the moon landing, dude, when I talk about, when you talk about, 9-11, you know, Pizzagate, dude, my favorite conspiracy. Well, I mean, my favorite conspiracy of them all is Michael Jackson's innocent. I don't believe Michael Jackson ever touched a kid. You look at Wade Robinson and James Safechuck, the people that came out in the documentary. Wade Robinson testified in court two times with a, with a top prosecutor in the state of California grilling him and said that he was never molested by Michael Jackson twice and, and getting, you know, uh, getting cross-examined by a professional prosecutor at the highest level. And then conveniently, like four months after Michael Jackson died, and he doesn't get the job, uh, you know, uh, being the choreographer for the Cirque du Soleil, Michael Jackson show, all of a sudden he gets molested. Yeah. And then James Safechuck, the other guy that said he got molested, said he got molested in the train station. And I think it was like 94 or whatever the year was in the train station. Um, architecture plans hadn't even been drawn much less built. So they didn't even have plans for it. So that that's my favorite conspiracy because, you know, Michael Jackson was investigated for 19 years. Sure. The guy was weird. He didn't have a childhood. So that's probably why he had that arrested development. And I'm not saying that he wasn't weird, but he hung out with Macaulay Culkin constantly. And he hung out. What's that other guy from the Goonies, uh, Corey Feldman for years. And they both said, Oh, Michael Jackson would never touch us. He was actually like a really good influence on us. We loved him. He was like a mentor. So in my opinion, 
I don't think Michael Jackson was dumb enough to lick little boys' dicks. But what I'm trying to say is that's my favorite conspiracy. And uh, Hibbler knows all about that. But, but you know, I'm sure you know that. Have you seen those debunks, Eddie, about the Michael Jacksons, though? Uh, I, I, would, I would go back and forth on Michael Jackson. But recently, I'm starting to think, yeah, it looks like he probably got framed. That's what well, and you know, the kid, Jordy, the one kid he did pay off and it was Johnny Cochran that told him to pay it. The other the other attorney, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, Johnny Cochran wanted to fight it. The other attorney told him to pay it off. You know, that kid's dad was a dentist, was a semi successful dentist. Then after it happened, he tried to sell screenplays in L.A., totally bombed. Nobody bought a screenplay and killed himself, you know, from so much guilt. So it's just kind of weird that, you know, a suicide is just like that guy's if you're suicidal, then obviously you're probably like a weird person. Not that not that they necessarily, you know. Correlation doesn't equal causation. I'm just saying his dad probably felt guilty. I think it's very weird that his dad probably felt guilty with his son. His son and dad, they split off. The Jordy kid, I forget his last name. He stopped talking to his dad because he's probably like, oh, my dad made me go to a court case and say I got molested. So just Michael Jackson, I that's that's my wonder. I'm like, I just don't think that he's a child molester. Have you seen that video of there's an interview and it's Michael Jackson sitting with the kid? I think the kid's probably like 12 at the time or something, 10 or 12. And it's Michael Jackson being interviewed and the kids right there. And they're talking about how they sleep together. And Michael Jackson didn't deny it. He goes, that's how we show each other. We love each other. We sleep to people who love each other, sleep together. And uh, to me, that was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, that's weird. That's weird. But it- that that's that's not appropriate. Of course, that's not appropriate. But at the same time, I mean, dude, he had this. I'm not saying that he was some mentally perfect guy, I, uh, but he lived in like this huge bedroom, this huge bed where the kids would have sleepovers. They'd like literally do sleepovers. So I don't know. I mean, I just I just don't think that he was banging kids. That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. I just think more kids would have come out and he was investigated for 19 years by the FBI. They never found any child pornography. One of his maids supposedly said that had child pornography. Then when they got pressed, uh, you know, they ended up considering, you know, saying that they were lying. So I just with Michael Jackson pervert, I think he was almost more asexual than a, a child molester. But that, but, you know, like I said, I, with all these conspiracies, I don't ever actually claim to know the truth. And I say this all the time is I'm not a role model. Don't believe me because I say it like look into it yourself, like the name of your show. Look into it. People need to make their decisions for themselves. So that's so what back to my point being. So I'm like the Michael Jackson. That's my favorite one. That's like, you know, I'm just, I just think Michael Jackson was such a talented guy and this and that, and the way he died with AEG and how Conrad Murray, you know, they get, I just think it was very weird how he went out. I just, that's just such a, such an interesting story considering he was the biggest and best artist of all time. You could argue. I mean, you'd say uh, Michael Jackson is, you know, the biggest pop star to ever exist, but what before I got into even with the Eric Dubay videos, they sent me to because, dude, I debated it. You know, you know, like anybody, I'm like, oh, man, you know, this isn't true. There's no way the earth is flat. I'm like, you know, no, no, no. You know, you fight yourself. You have that internal argument, even though you kind of know we're not moving eleven hundred miles an hour. And you're like, how can a ball, you know, 80, you know, uh, be 80 percent water and conform to a ball? It's just a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. And you can see too far over large bodies of water. But you know how you kind of have that internal doubt. But then and that's what I'm saying when I first started watching it, you know, I'm kind of watching it with a skeptical eye, but then dude, then I watch, then I get into the moon landing and I'm like a moon landing expert, you know, 1969 to 1972, they had six missions going through the Van Allen radiation belt, you know, there and back landing. Perfect. Being able to go there, play golf, get on a Rover. And this is the one for me is I always thought it was so funny. Uh, Dave McGowan wrote a book called wagging the moon doggy. And I remember reading it 
And the best part is, I forget the astronauts, but it was like, you know, the later Apollo missions, like 14, whatever it was is, but the astronauts, when they came back for their publicity photos, they had like these really bad marks on their hands, you know, like scarring on their hands because the gloves didn't fit. And like their hands, even like the, the recording, the official NASA recording that one of the times they had the golf club that they snuck up there. They were like, oh, my hand hurts too much. I can't even pretend to play golf. My hand hurts so much. And so Dave McGowan just really put it very simply. He's like, you know, this is the best technology in the entire world. We're able to go there batteries in, in the sunlight on the moon. It's 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And then it instantly changes 400 degrees to negative 200 degrees in the shade on the moon. And we had suits that worked on batteries, magic suits that we can't recreate today that could change instantly. And, in you know, if they had to walk onto the lunar lander is negative 400 degrees, able to drive around in a car. But they couldn't even get the thumb mechanism on a suit to work right. It just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, it's, you know, that just shows you how pathetic they can design all this stuff. They can design this engineering we've never designed before, but they can't even make a glove work to work on a person's hand where they could use it. It's just like yeah. laughable. <laughs> So for me, the moon landing was the one where I'm like, okay, NASA is full of crap. That is, you have to get that basis because even if you watch Eric Dubay videos and stuff, it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, I can go to NASA and then I can just watch the, I can see the ISS and I can see this footage and that debunks it, right? So you have to realize NASA is literally Satanist run by Warner Von Braun brought over during Operation Paperclip. You don't get all this, you know, when you, you, you know, at first, you have to really do some research to realize like, Oh man, Operation Paperclip, they they brought over uh you're telling me they brought over scientists from the Nazis and they didn't put them in jail, you know, the guy the lead rocket scientist, the guy Werner von Braun, that supposedly rockets decimated Poland and killed all these people. We gave him a house in Alabama and just let him chill out and hang out with Walt Disney. The crazy like, thing, the crazy thing is they Operation Paperclip where they brought in I don't know I don't know what the real number is but they're saying like 1500 scientists intelligence officers all Nazis brought them over changed their name names but of course they didn't change Warner von Braun's fucking name why that's the guy you should have changed his name that was the, that should have been the first motherfucker you changed that name and, yeah, and of they, course they, not only did they not change his name but He's the spokesperson for the and the director of of the of the the fake moon missions, and he's got a thick ass German accent. Like they didn't give a fuck. That that's weird. I mean, like maybe there's a good reason for it. Maybe there's a good Illuminati deep state reason for it. You know, like oh, you got to just put it in their face and just slam them, slap slap them over the head with it. Or I don't know. What do you think? I think it was just like a rebranding, you know, like they knew he was bad, but they're just going to put him with Walt Disney. Of course, you know, is is a, I mean, a transhumanist is a weirdo. And they were just trying to, it, dude, this is the problem, Eddie. This is the problem with society. And I talk about this all the time. A&W hamburgers. They were in the, they, they're A&W root beer. They're in the hamburger and hot dog business in the eighties and the early nineties. They did a nationwide market research survey. They were trying to compete with McDonald's quarter pounder burger. You can look this up. This is all over the internet. And like A&W is trying to run cover and say, oh, well, people were just confused. But they asked they asked people a simple question. They're trying to compete with McDonald's quarter pounder, which is one fourth. And they were trying to sell a one third burger, right? A third pounder burger. And they asked people, what was a better value? The quarter pounder for $3.99 or the one third burger for a little less, like $3.89, just a little bit less, Eddie. And overwhelmingly, everybody thought one a quarter pounder, one fourth was bigger and was the better value. They thought that was more. So human beings are so smart, they can't even do a simple fraction. And you can say there's a lot of reasons for that. They're at the mall doing something for a free coupon. So that's a reason they're not, you know, they're not doing it fast enough. You can do, oh, 
they're stressed about their kids, about their girlfriend. So, and if you really, if they were doing a real math test, they probably could have figured it out, but that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with human beings that, you know, we think we're smart, but at the end of the day, you just want, people just want the information told to them. They don't want to do it themselves. They don't want to look into it. They can't even do a simple fraction. One third versus one fourth human beings overwhelmingly picked the one fourth pounder thinking that thinking 25% is more than 33%. That's where we're at uh, in society. I mean, so that shows you how easy it is to fool people is my point. And so the Warner Von Braun, they bring him over on his tombstone, Psalm 19, one, the firmer in the show us his handiwork is literally what that says. I'm like, why the, why would he, why the fuck would he put the firm it showeth his handiwork? And I believe like Warner Von Braun, you know, on his deathbed, whether that's true or false, you know, he said he kind of laid it out, you know, what they're going to do, all the false flags. And then he said, you know, they're going to do the alien invasion, which now Eddie is a conspiracy theorist. I don't even know if they had to do the alien invasion because it's like, you look at the COVID stuff. It's so easy to trick these people. They're, they're, people are just, they're gullible. I mean, and that's the sad state of affairs. I've been gullible. You've been gullible. But the reason that makes us gullible is because they have that mindset where they tell you you're just a cosmic accident that, you know, we all came here from the big bang created by a Jesuit priest and that, you know, your life is really meaningless. And when you die nothing happens and, you know, really you just worry about paying your bills and you just become a debt slave. But in reality, at one point for you and I to even be here, Eddie, we had to have 8,000 grandparents that had to have sex. And then that baby had to be born and that baby had to live. They don't ever talk about that. They don't talk about the impossibility of our lives. They just constantly put you under what is called trauma-based mind control to scare you, to make you worry about, like you said, like your bills, whatever's going on in your life. So you don't pay attention. You don't actually look into it. You don't think like, oh, is Warner Von Braun bad? You're more worried about getting the latest toaster or you're obsessed with materialism. You're more worried about getting the newest Lincoln car or the newest Cadillac so you can impress your neighbors. You know, it's all the psychological operation in order to distract us from really what's going on. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you always hear growing up that sports are a distraction and uh you never really i haven't really realized it till you know the scamdemic like how much sports organizations are involved in uh, the new world order and how important it is because they got it figured out these nazis got it figured out like they know uh, the average person works 40 hours a week so that means the average person has an X amount of hours to uh, see what the fuck is going on around him. So if they, you got like four hours, the average person has four hours of free time or eight hours, whatever the fuck it is, 12 hours, let's say. So they just got to pack those 12 hours in with shit that uh, um, keeps people from uh, uh, noticing how they're being fucked and, and how much tax money is being stolen. It's just politics. is just all about coming up with different ways to take that tax money. Cause that tax money is the, that's the easiest money to get and the safest money. Like stealing tax money is really the only money you can steal uh, without really looking over your shoulder. You steal anybody else's money, you know, whether it's a friend or from a corporation or from a company, depending who it is, you might die. Someone might kill yeah. you. They're going to come after you. They're going to put you in jail, but tax money, Man, anybody could steal that shit. All you got to do is come up with a crisis, come up with some aid, humanitarian, start tug tugging on the fucking heartstrings, and boom, aid, aid, aid. How do we come up with fucking aid? You know what I mean? That's all it is. Is because that's Eddie, we money. give it forty billion. 
billion dollars to the Ukraine and have people, some people are cheerleading this. Yeah, we, we have a, a massive inflation. Gas prices are higher than they've ever been. We're having fentanyl taken through our borders every single day. Kamala Harris will go to Poland all day long. We'll deal with the border between Russia and Ukraine. All the media will talk about, it, but they won't even visit the border between Texas and Mexico. I mean, that's where we're at. Uh, it really looks like um, it's all about distractions, right? Where we agree, a hundred percent. It's a so what's what's more of an, a distraction than just like the dumbest shit? Like it's just got to be the dumb because everything that the the demons on the left are pushing is just the dumbest shit. No way that is. Uh, that's not on purpose. You know, like day one, Joe Biden becomes president. What does he do? He lets dudes play fucking chick sports. Day one, dog. Day one. Eddie, uh, Eddie, dude. Well, can you don't even like that shit. Transgenders don't even like that shit. I'm giving you all the tracks. You become, you got to make the playlist. All right, I'm just showing you all the different songs. You, you uh, arrange them the way you want. That's all it is. So when you're playing quarter guard, you only have one way. You can go dogfight, or you could go deep half stuff. You could do that shit too. Like if I have this right here, I can go to dogfight. Right? I can boom, come up here and attack. This is like a tug of war grip right here. This is a burrito grip, bam, here. And then from here, so to get that underhook, he's not letting me get the under, but if I can get a hold of a two-on-one burrito grip here and then shoot up and pin it and get up on my elbow here, and then I'm gonna go bam, just dive in and grab this. And then once I'm here, I'm gonna half plex him, make him base, and then bring that knee up, boom. If you can't get the lockdown, fuck him, but you got quarter guard, get that underhook. Start battling the wrist. Get that up, boom. Did that help? Listen to Caitlyn Jenner, she's going, Women, men should not be playing women's sports. Like Eddie. Even, even transgenders. Do. So they're just coming up with the dumbest shit so we could be yelling about. It. It's not that it's supposed to make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Because if it makes sense, then we wouldn't be fucking furious about it and enraged and talking about it on podcasts, tweeting mm -hmm. about it. That's one less tweet they got to worry about. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's come up with the, the like the, the biggest distraction. I bet like in some Illuminati boardroom, they're like, we need a fault distraction quick all the election fraud shit is fucking pouring out they go okay what about a, a food let's do food shortage like okay okay food shortage okay and then a guy in the back goes what about a baby food shortage like <laughs> fuck yeah baby food they're in a marketing oh, room yeah <laughs> and every dude there's a right in the middle of this abortion crisis there's a fucking baby food shortage that's brilliant. Somebody got an island. So George Soros gave somebody a fucking island. So that was genius, dude. Ba they were going to go with food shortage. And they said, yep. baby, infants, dude, infants. Yeah, Eddie. Pro abortion, pro abortion, and then shortage on baby food. Holy shit. It's there's a meme out there. And it's like, you know, that meme where, where there's a black dude, like he's going like this, like think. And they got a, a it's, um, Bill Gates's face. They put Bill Gates's face, and it's that that black dude doing this, and it says uh, it says something like, um, uh, "There wouldn't be a baby food shortage if there if we had less babies." And then he's yeah. like, well, something like that. It's something. Yeah. Like, did you find it? But Eddie, 
This is how brilliant they are. This is how brilliant these social engineers are. We went for the past two years and all the people on the conservative side is like, we don't want the government making any medical decisions. You know, you can't dictate any medical decisions. And you had the people on the left. Well, you need to get vaccinated if you want to work at your job. You need to get vaccinated if you want to go to a football game. And now they have us in a hypocritical stance. Now the people on the right were like, oh, well, maybe the government should be involved in our health care decisions. Now all the people on the left, my body, my choice. So what that does is that gives us ammunition. It gives other ammunition in the culture war to shoot each other instead of actually going out to the social engineers, because now we have ammunition, like the people on the on the left are saying, well, weren't you anti-vax? You don't want the government. Now you're telling me when I can have my abortion, when I can kill my baby. So these people are brilliant. And that's why the baby food shortage is just a small part of it. So for the people that are arguing on the left, they're like, well, we don't have enough food to feed these babies. We might as well just abort them. And that's what's so sick is like these uh, social engineers can trick us. And we don't even talk about the real problems. We're not even talking about over the hundred and over one hundred and eight Drug, over 108,000 drug overdose, overdose deaths this year. Nobody even talks about it because they can distract us. Hook, line, and seeker. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so, I love Ukraine. And that's why I made that rap video because I, I saw on YouTube, you can say that you could literally, Lindsey Graham called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin. He said, oh, there should be some Brutus and they should kill him. And that was on Fox News. And then YouTube said you could talk about killing Vladimir Putin. So I was like, man, I'm going to go insane. I'm going to talk about killing <laughs> Vladimir Putin and see That's what brilliant. happens. Yeah, but see, this is the thing that, see, now that I've been gone viral, people know the problem with these videos, the culture jam videos, the, what makes them go most viral is when people think they're real. Now when people know they're a joke, you know, that that's, that's kind of what loses it. It loses its steam. People like it when they can't tell the difference. Then the right can share it, and then they're dunking on the left. Like, look how stupid you look. And then the left is like, do I really look like this? You know, you know, it's that's that's what hey, works. What about most. have you done? Have you done? Uh, you, you show up, show up to city council, and um, try to uh, demand because of the the formula shortage. Demand that we we up the the ante on uh, abortions like up to two two years you know yeah I mean? after, yeah seven, seven. <laughs> yeah, then, you got you got to go two years <laughs> up to two years you can abort yeah dude, we have to keep doing the abortion stuff because that's where we're at but, but but one of my points is one of my videos that got millions of hits is eddie i don't know if you saw it i went in a woman's bathing suit because that's another distraction when you talk about the sports it's like the pro sports you know every commercial is a bud light commercial and every single corner and i've actually stopped smoking weed i'm not anti-weed at all but i kind of stopped uh, just because I was my mom recently passed away. I'm not trying to get low vibrational. Every time I smoke weed, I get so depressed. So what I'm trying to say is this is how they distract us. They give us all this alcohol. Then they make us watch these pro sports. But then at the same time, they talk about how sports are so important. Then you have Leah Thomas, who swam on the men's team, ranked 457th ranked swimmer on the men's team, then takes a year of taking hormone therapy, then gets to swim against the women and dominates, you know, wins two NCAA championships in two different events. And to me, that goes against feminism. That's against, and I'm not even necessarily a feminist, but that goes against women's rights. Those women but they're you as a you know an athlete you know you train jujitsu imagine a you know person they every single weekend they're doing jujitsu every day after school they're doing jujitsu then they make it to the ncaa championships they spent their whole life there to lose to a guy and and this is my point being is at the same time women's swimming has never gotten that much attention ever. So you could almost argue that it was good for women's swimming because now everybody's talking about women's swimming. So it's like this other psychological operation where obviously Leah Thomas is bad, but then for the sport overall, my point being is this is why the sport will encourage it because now they're getting all this attention for women's swimming. So now they're probably more encouraged to let guys swim. And this is the problem is now that's going to bleed down with all these helicopter parents. I'm sure you deal with them sometimes that are so worried about their kid winning. They're going to say, oh, well, my son isn't that good on the men's basketball 
team, but maybe he should play on the girls. And then, and then all of a sudden my son is a good girl basketball player. All this sports stuff, it bleeds down because that is what it's such a big part of our culture. And the fact they're rotting it by letting men compete against women and not to mention Leah Thomas still has his penis, still likes women as a lesbian, is a lesbian, still bangs chicks with his with her penis. That's where we're at. We're letting people with cocks and balls swim against the women. So that's how that's how screwed up we're getting, Eddie. Like uh, for me, I'm almost losing a little bit of hope for society. And I'm not trying to be hopeless because that's what they always complain about. The conspiracy theorists. That's the biggest complaint when I talk to a normie. They're like, well. Don't you like being a conspiracy theorist? It's all hopeless. Or what's the point of living? I'm like, no, I don't think it's hopeless. I actually have a little self-control. I think the world could be a better place. I think there's problems that are glaring that we could fix. But at the same time, I don't think people want to fix them because these social engineers are such professionals, Eddie. So where do you think the trajectory of society is heading in your opinion? Ooh, it's, <clears throat> we're either... It's, we're either headed to uh, the Great Reset or the Great Awakening. It seems like both of them are happening at the, happening at the same time. Sometimes I feel like, oh, the Great Awakening is going to win. And then sometimes like, damn, that Great Reset, man. Look what they're doing behind the scenes. When you hear about it, Bill, if Bill Gates is really buying up all the farmland. He is. Fucked. If that's true, if that's maybe that's bullshit, maybe all that, that there's. That's a rumor. That's bullshit. He's not buying up shit. One of the companies he used to own now is buying it, but he doesn't have nothing to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. But if he is buying up most of the farmland and if Vanguard or BlackRock really are buying all the land up and all the properties, all the single family homes, they are Eddie. They're buying all the single really family homes. If that's really happening, damn, it looks like the great reset is, uh, Woo, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes I have hope because all these, <clears throat> you know, it's so many no brainers like uh, like voting, uh, a voter ID. That's a fucking no brainer. You're going to vote. You're going to have a fight ID. Duh. You need the ID for a lot of shit, you dumb motherfucker. You need the ID for everything. You needed to buy no, a pack no of cigarettes. ID, no, no ID for voting? Are you fucking crazy? You don't have to be a citizen to vote? Are you not in New York? Try, go to Japan. Not in New go to York. Japan and try to vote there in Japan. Go to, yeah, that's, that's retarded shit. You know, so they pulled off, uh, you know, the great heist because a lot of the voting laws weren't um, proper. And and uh, they there was a lot of bullshit going on. And it seems 81 like million things- votes is bullshit. Dude, yeah. anybody have a brain knows that's fake. I mean, yeah. OK, sorry. sorry the, the only reason the only reason I, I never really harp on that, uh, <clears throat> like that he got like 80 million votes is because um, I could see, even though, you know, I believe that there was a lot of uh, uh, fuckery um, Mm -hmm. going on in the election. I totally believe that shit. 2000 mules. Look it up. Yeah. They got video evidence, dog. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's okay for all the Democrats to to cry uh, voter fraud. And Russia gate. There's collages of like all the like Hillary, Hillary, just the election was rigged. Hillary, the election was rigged. There's all this shit. But like you say it now, like you can get canceled, like the platform shit. Right. See, this is a this is the problem, though, Eddie, too, because we're going on so many tangents. You know, now I and, and I am I consider myself conservative. Really, I guess I'm a populist. Like, I love Alex Jones. And this is the thing is like we kind of made Trump our savior. But now looking back at Trump, dude, Julian Assange, I was talking about earlier about what woke me up. It was the WikiLeaks. It was the Pizzagate stuff. It was the John Podesta stuff. Why does Trump not pardon Julian Assange? Like, that makes me mad. Now, I had friends, Eddie. 
One of my good friends, uh, Luke Coffey, he's five years older than me. He went down there on January 6th. And, all, and, and I'm not saying what he did was right, but he grabbed a, a, a crutch, like somebody's crutch, and he literally hit it against a, you know, the whatever, the U.S., whatever they're called, the, you know, the security guards at the Capitol. I forget that, you know, whatever, the, the Capitol Police, excuse me. He hit his crutch against their their shields. He's charged with assaulting a, a police officer, entering a federal building. He's on house arrest with an ankle monitor. He's guaranteed to have to do some serve some time. This is a, you know, just a, a white kid from a, a, an affluent neighborhood. I'm saying he's not a criminal. He has no criminal record at all. He's going to have to serve some jail time. So Trump, he didn't really his 11 days in office after that still let them weaponize, you know, uh, against them. You look at Trump like I want to love Trump. I love Trump for the character that he is, you know, for the actor, for the apprentice, for the you know, you're going to go to jail. Hillary didn't do shit to Hillary and then didn't do shit into 9-11. Like there's a lot of issues with Trump. I have huge problems. He became the biggest vaccine salesman there ever was. He, as a matter of fact, bringing on Johnson and Johnson on the stage at his rally still. He's still, you know, clapping, you know, patting himself on the back for Operation Warp Sheet. So my point being in the conspiracy world, both sides, the left wing and the right wing on the same bird. And that bird is an eagle trying to freaking peck our eyes out. You know, it's just it's when you get red pilled, you realize or I guess black pilled, whatever pill you want to call it. None of these politicians have our back. I'm sure there's a lesser of two evils. But even Trump, even him with all of his power, didn't do shit to Hillary. And we know Hillary's evil. You look at the Hillary body count list and all that stuff. Yeah, that could be a conspiracy. But, dude, where there's that much smoke. Are you following, there's a fuck. Are you following what's going on with, with the Durham indictments? Of course. And they're going to say it's all fake news. You knew that all that shit was fake. The dossier, all that stuff. But Eddie, nothing's going to happen coming out now. Now it's, yeah, but now it's Eddie. If you expect somebody to ever, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to, it's just going to be like Lee Harvey Oswald. There's going to be some patsy that's going to get all the blame for it. I'm sure somebody's going to take the fall. There's that's what that's so they have fall guys. So we're never going to get any justice. It's going to be some stupid guy. Like, oh, I made it up. I did it. He'll probably go to jail. They'll probably cut him a check. I mean, dude, what we really need to worry about is we got a guy, John Podesta, convicted. I mean, excuse me. We got Jeffrey Epstein, convicted pedophile, Ghislaine Maxwell, hanging out with Prince Andrew, the Queen's son, dude, the Queen's son, the Duke of York. He's going around just scot-free, never getting in trouble. He cuts a check to, uh, you know, Virginia Goofrey. Oh, it's all water under the bridge. The media will not even talk about it. Jimmy Seville knighted, you know, to, to top of the British politicians. All of them loved him. He was going and stealing kids from the hospital that he did charity work at, supposedly killing them, throwing them off boats. We don't even talk about it. The media is radio silent. So if you think anybody's ever going to have to pay their pittance for all their evil, no, dude, I've lost all hope. As a matter of fact, what they're going to do is if anybody has to pay for it, it's you and me. Like they would take you out. They'll demonize you. They'll demonize people looking to the official story instead of demonize the people that were on that flight log. So I've lost hope when it comes to actually holding people accountable or somebody going to jail, no matter whether it's Hillary Clinton, no matter if it's, you know, the right wing doing stuff. I just don't think I think they, there's social engineers and there's evil people, you know, like like we talk about the George Soros is the, the people that we don't even know their name are always going to bail these people out and not hold them accountable. Um, so you basically have no hope for humanity. That's what people say to me, but it's not even that. I'm just saying, what do you think? Do you really think that like, even with all this stuff, they say, oh, well, Hillary made it all up and, and they recovered all of her emails. Like that's never going to happen because it's it, like what's going on in the Ukraine. It's like the movie wag the dog. 
Dude, we just got out of a 20 year war in Afghanistan where, you know, we left there. It was insane. People are flying off airplanes in the military industrial complex. It gets trillions of dollars. It's just able to just all of a sudden just, you know, oh, now we're going to Ukraine. Now we're worried about the Ukraine war. Now Mitch McConnell's flying over there. Nancy Pelosi, like all these politicians. Oh, the, the Americans are so worried. The, one of the biggest concerns is the war in Ukraine. Yeah, people don't even have baby food to feed their baby. You know, and, and, and we don't even talk about how women's intricate systems are so messed up. Why aren't they breastfeeding? these babies because there's so many chemicals there's so much fluoride there's so much crap in our bodies that we can't even feed a baby with our own natural breast milk like there's so many things that if really and truly what i like to say is this is why i'm not hopeless the only thing we can do for ourselves is take care of ourselves, diet a little bit, exercise a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Eat right, move around. Because really and truly, if we just go into, you know, if we let society choose for us, they're going to kill us. They literally want, if you, Eddie, if you say, if you go to your doctor and say, I'm depressed, they're going to give you an SSRI with one of the side effects is suicidal idolization. That's what they, that's how much they care about you. When people go to the doctor and say, I'm depressed, they give you a pill that makes you want to kill yourself more. So that's where we're at. When to help people, they give you a pill that makes you even more suicidal. So the only person that's going to help you is yourself, Eddie. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about, uh, so run for the hills, help yourself, uh, live in a bunker. Or no, no, no. Cause, because that's what they see. You know, you watch no, like no, the story. You're, like saying, you're saying there's no, basically there's no, if we're not, we're not going to, how, how in your, in your head, how are we going to stop the new world order? And is it even possible? Well, I mean, when you look at this, this is the problem with our world. And Jay Dyer has just talked about it in the last one. And I talk about this all the time. We, the, the world is being run by multinational corporations. These are not human beings. When you look at Apple, one of the biggest companies, they're able to have uh, factories. They're called the Foxconn factories where their employees, they have to have suicide nets because so many people are jumping off. You look at Pfizer, the reason why they can, they can buy and sell these politicians like toilet paper, because they're the ones that donate to their political action committee. So these companies, they have shareholders. They don't have the ability to feel empathy. These companies do not care about you and me. As a matter of fact, all they want to do is destabilize any sort of competition in order to gain power. So until we as human beings start making decisions, until we take the power out of the corporations, no, I don't have a lot of hope at all. I, as a matter of fact, it's going to be some sort of Terminator lifestyle. Like we're literally, this is what I believe. And this is my conspiracy theorist mindset is I believe they're making the world so bad, Eddie, so that when they have the technology and you can look this up now, they're saying they have technology where they're going to have digital sex. It's indistinguishable from real sex. They want to make your life so bad so that you are worried about climate change. So you plug into the metaverse. So you go like the movie Vanilla Sky. And we know these movies are a lot of predictive programming where you're going to plug into a computer and they're going to say, you know, here on earth uh, with global warming, so if you only live 60, 75 years, but you go into this computer, you're going to live for a thousand years and your mom is dead. Oh, she gets to be there with you. Your dog that died and your little kid. Oh, you can, they can be in the metaverse too. And people are going to run to it, Eddie. They like how they hang outside the Apple store for the new iPhone. They're going to say, Oh, I want to go. I want to go to the metaverse. I got, I got, a, I got this coupon. It's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, I got the golden ticket. I get to go to the metaverse first and people are going to run to it. And so that's what I think we're at is people don't realize life is short. Our lives are short. You know, well, the most important thing I think we do is we create something. Now, I don't have a wife and kids yet, so I'm saying this kind of, you know, hypocritical. I need to. My parents got divorced multiple times, so I'm a little kind of jaded by marriage. But still, we need to create something that we leave a legacy on earth because really, in my opinion, the future is going to be literally the matrix. They're going to plug you into a computer and you're going to think you're going to live for a thousand years. But as soon as you plug into it, you're going to die.
So there's no hope. No, there is hope. What's I mean, you can get, well, you can still have sex. Regular that. sex is fine. You can still eat. I mean, you can still, you know, compete athletically. There's still stuff you can do that brings you joy. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, dude, we're fighting hey, listen, the beast system. If we're living in a new world order, there's not going to be that much joy. Well, this is what it is. Adapt. We're just going to adapt and accept it. So new world order wins. New, new, new world order is going to win. 100%. Well, it's already won. I mean, how? I mean. Okay. Well, in, in so a no way, hope. I mean, I mean, well, no, this is. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not because I, I know. I don't fucking know. I'm. I yeah. hope. I hope uh, uh, Trump isn't full of shit. I hope you know. I hope those conspiracy theories where you know people lost hope. Um, with Trump because you know Operation Warp Speed, he was pushing the vaccine so much. So pro, they don't. They, you know, people are like lost faith in him because he used to tweet. Uh, anti-vax stuff um, back in, you know, the 2011, 2012, 13 and all that stuff. So people were like disappointed that he was so Operation Warp Speed, pro-vaccine. You think Trump's that dumb? Do you think Trump's that dumb not knowing? And dude, if we're on, I think we're on Rockfin, right? We're not on YouTube. uh, So you can say, we can say vaccine all you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I'm trying to say is, dude, you watch any Dell Big Tree video, even the MMR vaccine, when they did the studies, this is the release study. They say correlation doesn't mean causation. They're giving it to children. If they give it to them separately, the rate of autism is like non-existent. But they even kept the schedule where they give it to them all together really young. And the amount of kids that are autistic today compared to the 80s, compared to the 70s, compared to the 60s is insane. Nobody can even call that out. And I and I go, I walk at Bachman like all the time. There's like an adult center for like, you know, um, mentally challenged people. Dude, there are more mentally challenged kids in this day and age than ever. Like, like when I was in, in high school, the special ed room was one room. Now at my high school, I believe it's a whole wing of the school. So people can't even see that there's some sort of, uh, you know, outside. Uh, effect wait, a minute, that's caused- wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just said there's a whole fucking wing of mentally challenged people at your school. At my high school, yeah, the, the special ed department, we have one of the top special ed departments at my high school. I went to Highland Park High School with Matt Stafford was my quarterback, the you know, the, uh, the Rams quarterback, and Clayton Kershaw. I was captain the football team. I'm one year older than them. Yeah, I'm prime time. What did you play? What position did uh, you play? Def- Defensive end. That's where I was number nine and nine, Alex Stein. What I'm saying is, is I went to this Defensive nice high end. school. How, yeah. how much do you weigh? I was a lot bigger. I was 6'3". I was like 275. I got to find a picture. I was a beast. But listen, what? it's not neither here. Yes, Ed. I was a big fat man. And then I went to, I played uh, football my freshman year, University of South Florida. I got my ass kicked, Eddie. Oh, I got, dude, dude, I got, I got, uh, I remember that one of the first times I ever got in, I was playing, you know, scout team tight end where I went to go block the middle linebacker. And we had this guy named Steven Nicholas. He went in the third round to the Atlanta Falcons. Dude, he hit me so hard, Eddie. The first time I got in, they had to get the smelling salts. They played it on. And I wanted to quit that day, but my roommate just kept me on the team. He's like, you got to go to practice. And I made it to the end of the year. I said, fuck this. Um, when it comes to football, um, I, I like you know now how much of, of a distraction sports are. But but if you pay attention to what's going on, and you're on top of most shit that's going on in the world, you can spend a couple hours on some football because now instead of getting distracted and not knowing that I'm being distracted, deep state um, style. I distract myself on purpose because I don't want to fucking hear about Biden for a fucking three hours. You know, well, no I mean? shit. So that's why I'm into football for the distraction. Well, dude, and that's why, like, like I said, I don't even like Howard Stern now, but I'll go back and listen to him when I was a kid, like those years. So for the nostalgia effect, Beatles but this is other baby. 
It did, of course. And Eric the Midget, Eric the Actor, dude, it's great stuff. Uh, but this is my point being with the distraction, dude. And, and that's another thing when you get in the conspiracy world, then you learn about Tim Donahue, which is an NBA ref that went to jail for fixing games. So you're like, how much of this stuff is manipulated by the refs? A lot of it, Eddie, dude, these refs can basically control the game. So once you kind of know that, like I'm, I used to be the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is all bullshit. It's all rigged. I mean, it's a, you know, whether it's rigged to where they can, I don't think they can make the score 32 to 34 as much as you think, but how is Vegas always right? It's just when you now when you realize like, oh, man, this is a little weird. Vegas always knows or always within like one point of the point spread. It's just you, I guess what I'm saying is I don't put my heart. I used to get mad. Oh, the Cowboys lost. Oh, and now I'm like, I don't even care. It's just it's laughable. Like the Mavericks are in game seven. I'm here in Dallas and it's like everybody in our city is like, oh, the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban sucks. He's like doing crypto scams. He's, uh, you know, he's writing Donald Trump's dick. He was uh, even in Texas when he didn't have the mask policy that he was like still making people wear masks. So I guess my point being is like, I don't give a crap about any of these billionaires. I like to watch a little bit of sports maybe now knowing that it's all bullshit just to distract me, just to try to turn that part of my brain off where I'm like, because there's two, there's two parts of our brain. It's like the alpha waves and the beta waves. And you know, the, the beta waves, it's like when we're just kind of want to watch and veg out and you watch a movie. The alpha is what we're doing now. We're talking, we're turning on our brain, we're having a conversation. But sometimes I want to turn my brain off. I want to relax because the world is stressful because it's constantly, I talk about this when I went on Tucker Carlson and he acted like he didn't know what it is, but we are literally under trauma-based mind control. That's literally what they use. When you turn on CNN and you hear the death scroller, it's 1.2 million dead, One, you know, 600,000 dead. That's meant to literally cause you stress, raise the cortisol hormone in your body and put you in what is called fight or flight. Because when you're in that state of fight or flight, you can't see the forest for the trees you're just like oh oh joe biden oh male swimmers and abortion and that's what i try to do so that's why like sometimes i like to be distracted so i can turn on because even me even you even if you don't want to be under fight or flight they can still put you in that uh, that sense because your friends, your family are in it. Then you're like, dude, it's all fake. You know, you're you're arguing with even your closest loved ones. That's meant to be, you know, that's that's done on purpose to try to make us unhappy. So I mean, what I'm saying is sometimes it is nice to be distracted. And I, I call it plugging back into the matrix, even though, you know, it's all fake and gay. You plug back in just to relax, just to, you know, take the edge off because the world Hell is yeah. such a yeah. crappy like, place. Uh, yeah. Uh my son is, I wouldn't consider him red pilled, although uh, I, I go out of my way to make fun of people that wear masks in public in mm -hmm. front of him. And we joke just to make sure he doesn't turn into one of those kids that has parents that can see through the bullshit. But somehow the kids are always wearing a mask because they're scared. Fuck, that's my worst nightmare, because I, I, I know some parents like that where they got their kids. You know, they bring them to the baseball game and they got masks on and you're like, is, is you, and they're not with the parents aren't wearing masks. And like, why is your kid yeah. wearing a mask? Because they just like it. You know what I mean? Of they course. Like, it, like, whoa. So uh, I make sure that um, uh, when it, in regards to masks, I make sure uh, my son knows how lucky he is that his parents don't make him wear a face diaper all day. You know what I mean? Uh, we yep. found a school that didn't, uh, they, they weren't, they were hard to find, but an hour in LA, we uh, live, I found a school that didn't require mass. And we, you know, that's the school he went to this whole last year. I wasn't going to have my kid wear a mask in, in school, you know, fuck that. Every, any, anytime we'd go to a supermarket, you know, during the bullshit where you had to wear a mask. Anytime you went inside a fucking store, we never put a mask on him. We, we would only put a mask on if someone said some shit. 
if someone yeah. said some shit and they made a big deal. But the only no, no, the only place you I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with Chipotle because Chipotle, they'll say some shit. You give you have your nose sticking out. You go to Ralph's, you go to a grocery store, you could have your fucking nose sticking out. I'm like, I wish somebody would say some <laughs> shit. I got my uncle say some shit, say some shit. But you know what? Chipotle, they be saying some shit. Chipotle yeah. was like, cover your goddamn nose or you ain't getting no burrito, dog. It's your well, choice. See, we can make this easy or we can make this hard. Chipotle don't play. Well, that's another thing is because with the mask, it gave people that the door checker at Walmart, who's never had power in his life, authority to tell people what to do. So people loved it. But that's the other psychological operation. Like for two years, I didn't even get on a plane because I didn't want to have to wear a mask. So at the same, so, so at some point, you know, you like, there is this thing where you like have, you know, I got to have integrity. I'll never put it on. But see, this is this is other thing is if you know it's bullshit and you're doing it because you have to get on a flight, I, you're not under that trauma based mind control. You're not you know, you're not following the rules because, you know, you're scared of getting sick. So I think there's a, some point where we have to be civilly disobedient. But at the same time, we still have to follow the rules, I guess, because we got to, Like you said, you got to go to the grocery store. You got to buy stuff. We don't want to ruin our lives. That's part of the restrictions is the people that don't follow it. So you ruin your life. And so. My point being is I hated the mask. And then finally, at the end of it, I was like, well, you know, I had to go on a flight. I had to do some stuff. I put on a stupid mask literally for the first time. And I'm like, man, I just can't believe I gave the last two years. Traveling is my favorite thing to do, Eddie. And I didn't travel at all. I was like, I refuse to do it. And so that's two years of my life. I literally didn't do anything, stayed in Dallas because I wouldn't put on the mask for a two hour flight or three hour flight. So I'm not saying fuck the mask. The mask is the worst thing in the world. But it just sucks that I let these social engineers dictate me, you know, dictate my life, like controlling it. So it's just this really weird game that we're playing. You know, it's like you said, oh, it's Chipotle. They're not going to let you go without the mask. You know, it's just all bullshit. It's meant to distract us, meant to make us fight. And like, you know, give these people that have no power in their life power to tell you what to do. And it works and it works really. It works works really well. But my point, well, I just want to make this point. This is the problem with the kids, though. When you look at the indoctrination, you look at the grooming, dude, and you're in L.A. Well, you watch libs of TikTok. All these kids are getting indoctrinated. What when you and I were in school? Yeah, I didn't know my teacher's sexual orientation. I didn't know what my teacher did on the weekend. I didn't know about her gay cruise. But now because social media, these teachers all have an account. It's so easy for a kid to be like, oh, my teacher's married to a boy or, you know, and now all these kids, they want attention. And that's why I think my point being with these kids, you, you said how some of them, even the parents don't have the mask on the kids. They're they're. They fall in line. They probably wanted to wear the mask because they see somebody else they look up to doing it. So it's really hard. They're the ones that are most indoctrinated. They're the biggest victims of this culture war. Yeah, it's crazy because L.A. is definitely one of the craziest cities in L.A. in regards to the scam. Uh, and, you know, when when <clears throat> that judge, that one federal judge basically killed uh, the mass mandates in airports and on planes in public transit, uh, L.A. County is so retarded that they, they were like, fuck that in L.A. County. We're still, you know, we're still requiring masks at the airport. So I went to the airport that weekend, that first weekend. This was two weeks ago. It was fucking weird, man, because TSA, everyone knows it's bullshit. Half the people had masks at the airport. No one infer, enforced shit. There was zero enforcement of anything. You're supposed to wear a mask at LAX, probably you know, top three biggest airports in the fucking goddamn country. If yeah, of course. LAX is, and they're making it bigger. And there was zero enforcement. And what we, there was no enforcement to begin with in the airports. There was never, nobody was going around yeah. checking masks in At the, the airport. Gate. Nobody yeah. was ever checking shit. Nobody was on mass duty. Everybody was just wearing masks. They were, they were, where they were checking. And when they were being total Nazis is on the fucking plane. Of course. Like the stewardess they were hiring. 
dude, I'm sure I'm pretty goddamn sure they were hiring some, they were looking for savages. You know what I mean? You have to be a fucking savage, you know, like they were looking for bitches, you know, because it's dude, they're just your nose sticking out just a little bit. There's fucking 300 people on that plane. They're dude, people going to lose their fucking shit. Oh, he's got his, his the nose sticking out, dude, the nose sticking out. Did you so see that actress at this, at this era as the most retarded era in, in U.S. history? That's what I'm saying. And the, and you look at the rates of autism are really high. But did you see that actress on Broadway yelling because one of the people didn't have their mask over their nose and none of them had masks? So literally, it's like you look at these these flight attendants. They, they, they probably actually didn't like enforcing it, but there's always one. You know, there's like the you know, the one that wants to be the leader, the you know, the. They probably the get one bonuses that, for every time you fucking have someone cover their nose. That's a that's an extra fucking 50 bucks. And Eddie, we spent our whole life. We never saw somebody duct taped to a seat in this past year. We like 10 people are always duct taped to a seat. The amount of TSA people that, you know, are have the, the, I think it was like the incidences on an airplane. It went from like, there'd be like 20 a year to like 10,000 incidences in the two years. It's something ridiculous. So it's just, it's just bullshit. And then, and I, but I'm at this point now in the, in, in the, the pandemic or whatever you want to call it. Because I know people that have gotten the vaccine are totally fine. I know people that got the vaccine are fucked up. But at this point, if people can't figure it out for their own, I'm a libertarian mindset now when it comes to the vaccine. I'm like, if you want to get it, just get it. You want to wear your mask? Just do it. Because I don't think that we're even if we sit here and argue about it, that's that's what they want us to do. So I don't even care if people can't decide and make the right decision by now. I can't convince them. No amount of information can convince an idiot. So I'm done arguing with people that want to get their fourth booster. And these people, Eddie, they're never going to stop. Bill Gates was just on Twitter on, you know, MSNBC, I think with Anderson Cooper or whatever, CNN talking about how you're going to have to get one every six months until they come out with better, you know, better vaccines. Yet you look at Shanghai, they're locked down. They have a 90% vaccination rate. So if people can't see that putting this in your body does not stop you and they can't look into the information that every single celebrity that gets COVID's like, I'm so happy I got vaccinated. Then what the fuck? How am I going to, how is Alex sign? You know, nobody, you know, just one guy with a podcast going to convince him if every single celebrity in the world and politician, you know, I'm just saying it's not even at this point, if you can't deduce the information and realize it's all bullshit, you're never going to figure it out. You're fucked. Yeah. That's, that's part of, um, <clears throat> uh, that's behind the thinking in that, the, that one conspiracy theory, uh, in regards to Trump and operation warp speed is that the conspiracy theory was that exact mindset that you had. It was, uh, the conspiracy theory is the good people, the Patriots, if they really exist, if it isn't all just bullshit and all we're just being set up here, if it's not bullshit and, uh, Trump really is trying to uh, uh, drain the swamp. If that's true, the conspiracy theory is uh, the plan. The New World Order plan was to lock us down for 10 years, <clears throat> raise all sorts of fucking billions to find this vaccine, find the vaccine. And in 2033, the vaccine is finally um, done. And that's when everyone starts getting vaccinated. But uh, meanwhile, the, the 10 years, they're crushing the economy. Uh, you know, we're getting, you know, closer and closer to straight communism. So to counter that plan, the conspiracy theory is that the Patriots said we can sit around here and try to fucking convince people that vaccines are dangerous and unnecessary, or we could just exactly what you said. We're not going to you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do. They want us arguing about that. So the conspiracy theory is let's fuck up their plans. Let's instead of having the vaccine 
in 10 years, what will happen if we had it in warp speed? Would that fuck up their plan? Because the plan was vaccine passports all, you know, all the way around, you know, and what happened? They had to rush the vaccine passports. And then what happened? They something I never thought would happen. I thought once they put in the vaccine passport, they would never pull that out. That was the whole that that was the goal. Why? But they had to pull it out because it was just too quick, too many fuck ups, too many people got injured. So the conspiracy theory is while Trump was saying we'd started some shit called Operation Warp Speed and we're going to get this vaccine done in nine months. And then Kamala and Biden and Schumer and all of them were like, he's fucking crazy. It just takes forever to come out with a vaccine. It's like 10 years, a lot of fucking trials. And then Trump said, watch me, October, we're going to have it. And then Kamala's like, that's crazy. They were like, are you Trump saying the president's saying they're going to have a vaccine in, by October, November? And then Kamala said, if, if that's true, who's going to take that? A rushed vaccine from Trump? No way, no way. So that, that's what they were talking about in 2020. And then boom, the vaccine does uh, arrive. And not only one, because one vaccine in the span of nine months developing one, that's a miracle. But four motherfucking vaccines, that's, that's, what is that? Is that still a miracle or what's going on here? Maybe if that sh- if that conspiracy theory is true, it could be total horseshit, uh, you know, and that's the plan. Like the only way to do it, the only way to do it is we can't either lock down for 10 years, vaccine in, in 2033, new world order complete, or fucking go to the big farm because big pharma just wants money they don't give a shit they just mm-hmm. want the money so maybe uh, trump made the deal with them and say listen you know there's just you guys would just want to release you know this shit's the coronavirus we got it's the same fucking thing as the flu why don't you just fucking release it now and get a trillion dollars now why would you want to wait 10 years and big pharma's like you, we could do that we could just release it now he goes yeah just release it now you're getting all the fucking money now and then big farm is like okay if you, if you say so yeah just do it now operation warp speed dog boom we guarantee and at that point it was just like people are gonna get get killed from this people are gonna get injured but we, i don't have if you can't like you said if you can't see this shit right now because uh if that's true if the good guys if that was part of the plan destroy the vaccine passport by rushing it and killing their timing and it all falls apart. They couldn't, they didn't have the infrastructure for it ready. Um, if that's a conspiracy theory, let's say it's not a conspiracy theory. Damn, it looks like it happened. If it, if that's not a, a real conspiracy theory, it where are the vaccine passports at now? They pull Yeah, them. but Eddie, Eddie, you say this, dude. You can't go to Paramount Studios. You can't work any job in LA, basically, any real job without being vaccinated. To be on a movie set, I know people in production movies, they're all vaccinated. So even though the vaccine passport isn't, isn't you know, whatever, uh, they don't have it like Canada, th- that's, oh, that's inevitable. I think that's going to come out. And I don't think Trump is playing like 5D chess like that, like exposing the vaccine, because this is what they say. They say the vaccine is safe and effective for everyone. Almonds and peanuts aren't safe and effective for everyone. So they can't even be obvious it's Say, oh, you know, you know, some people might have an allergic reaction. They literally say, oh, no, you should get it. So I just think it's just that, you know, maybe it failed a little bit, but it's just inevitable. Like the vaccine passport, it's going to happen, but it's just going to be like abortions, how it's going to become a state's right where they'll have states like California where you're going to have to be vaccinated or Portland, Oregon. If you want to be a politician or you want to, you know, go work at a government job, you're going to be have to be vaccinated. Then there'll be places like Texas. It'll be like, oh, well, you know, we're we're conservative. We're anti-vax or, you know, you're not going to have to have it. It's just going to be different rules in different states, just like how when they say, oh, Roe versus Wade is going to eliminate abortion. Yeah, Gavin Newsom is going to give you a five-star limousine ride to California from Nevada and put you in a five-star hotel and suck that baby out with a vacuum. Like, you'll still be able to get an abortion. So 
for me, I think it's dude, it's just inevitable. And this is the other thing is this is when people, you know, they talk about COVID. If you do any research, there's something called SARS, sudden acute respiratory syndrome, MERS, Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome. So and, and about every year that would kill about 60,000 to 100,000. So respiratory illnesses, because there's stuff at the beginning of the the, uh, that, uh, the pandemic, they're like, oh, viruses don't even exist. And I kind of looked in that, but I, that's not the case. People get pneumonia, people they die. So what my point being is they've had had a vaccine for this. They've wanted to roll this out. They wanted to definitely, it's called problem reaction solution. The solution was a never ending vaccine schedule. I believe they just said, okay, let's just, you know, Trump might win. The world's so crazy. We got to create a distraction. And that's why I believe they did the Hegelian dialectic. And that's why they turn on the, you know, the coronavirus pandemic because they knew 60,000 to hundred thousand every year is going to get some sort of uh, thing. So all the, all they had to do is just uh, pump up the numbers are the people that died of a heart attack or the people that died of, you know, uh, whatever, you know, a, an infection in their heart or whatever, you know, because people die of infections. Oh, we'll just put COVID. We'll just put COVID and we can mark up the numbers. So in my opinion, I don't, I don't have any hope. <laughs> Guys, you go back to the hope like, I don't have any hope that the, the pandemic, the, it's grand opening, grand closing. They're going to lock us down probably in the ne- probably the next election so they can do mail-in ballots. Hey, all they have to do now, what they did is they realized it was a beta testing program. Now they realize how to do it. They're going to do it again. They're going to run the same playbook. Like, do you, do you not think that there's ever going to be a lockdown again? I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. No, I know you didn't say that. I'm just, I'm just asking. Like, I just, I hate not. I hope not, but dude, oh my but gosh, I think, dude. I think I think it I think this uh scamdemic was uh uh kind of like a vaccine, you know what I mean? Because now we're prepared for it. You know what I mean? Like the scamdemic, now we're prepared for it. Uh in the business I'm in, we're way more pre- next one. We know the direction to survive, uh, to, to go into business-wise, to survive another lockdown. So we're learning from it. The scamdemic was a vaccine in itself. Yeah, but Eddie, what about all the people you're not talking about? What about all the people that love this? A lot of people love it because we're under so much. Like I said, we're in that fight or flight. People are so depressed and stressed out. They love that other people's jobs are messed up because their life sucks. They're in credit card debt. You know, their their life's barely you know functioning. So they love to see other people that actually were going on trips, and they love to be like, oh, that Instagram influencer went on a vacation. You know, you know, you know, what the heck are they doing? People love to call people up. There's people that still love wearing their masks. There are people sad that stuff is opening back up. So I would have never thought in a society, there's people that miss the pandemic. I mean, that is what, that's almost the, the sickest part of this. There's a group of people out there, a lot of people that are sad that the pandemic is ending. That's how evil the world has become because misery loves company. People don't want other people to be happy. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I see it all the time. LA, we still got, even though the mask mandates are gone now, people still wearing masks, like walking down the street. Not that many, not like a year ago, but you still got people wearing masks. You know, it's 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 scary. It's uh, dude, it, uh, it's generally people that just don't pay attention to life. That's all. They just don't. They're just and, you know, illegals, Mexicans, they like wearing a mask. They don't want to fucking stay. They love if everybody's dude. wearing a mask. They just don't want to get deported. They're like, but being. No, Eddie, you say that. So I, I, I talk about Bachman Lake. That's another place where like they'll drop off a bus and I can tell it'll be like one guy with like three kids and they all have like a new Walmart shirt and a new Walmart backpack and they all have a mask on, you know, like a fresh mask because they don't want to. They think that's what everybody's doing. So you're right. It's, it's funny how like a lot of the immigrants and stuff are yeah. wearing the mask. 
But dude, if a, and everybody says this joke, but if a pair of Levi's can't stop a fart, then a mask can't stop a deadly virus. It's not about, you know, all this stuff, the vaccine and the vaccine mandates is not actually about stopping the spread. It's about making people comply to the rules. So that's where we're at. It's like I said, I'm not even I'm done arguing with people. If you want to go get your fifth booster, go ahead and get it. That's not my go. problem. That's, that's I, the mentality I'm talking about. That's the mentality yeah. I'm talking. That's Operation Warp Speed. Think about that. Operation Warp Speed. That's the last name you want to call an operation for a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. You want to for a vaccine, you want to call, call it Operation Take your Safety. time and <laughs> yeah. do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no rush on this Operation Safe Protocol no, no, or something. Warp yeah. Speed, that, that doesn't even exist. Warp Speed is like Star Trek talk. It's a yeah. joke. It's like Operation, the last thing you want to rush. Is but Eddie, vaccine. this is what pisses me off. They even admit now Johnson and Johnson's causing blood clots. Nobody says a word. Nobody holds anybody accountable. Like they admit, you know what I'm talking about? You saw that where Johnson and Johnson, they say it, it even it causes blood clots. Nobody gets held accountable. Nobody's, you know, ringing the alarm. None of the mainstream media is covering that. So like they can even mess up. And it's that cognitive dissonance where people know the government sucks dick and they still think they have our back, which is stupid. The government literally just pees on us and tells us it's just raining. That's their favorite thing to do because the government is about people management systems. They just want to manage us, control us. They don't care about our happiness, our well-being, you know, they, and people can't see it. Close your eyes and just, am I moving? Am I spinning? It's that easy. We're not. The Earth is stationary, and that is scientific, not pseudoscience. The Earth is spinning at 1,040 miles an hour. You can't feel it. You can't measure it, you can't observe it, you can't repeat it, but trust us. Trust People us. are just deceived. I mean, I grew up from kindergarten, there was a globe. They gave them a globe at graduation to take home like an inflatable baseball. So why are they teaching the globe model? Well, the globe is a container, and it's a container of all the known land. If there's more land, in the late 1800s, they were talking about more land beyond Antarctica. The North Pole. Is a biggie. Very glamorous destination. What if we all took our compasses out and just followed them until it stops? Oh, it is that far. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wake up. What Wake if up. we can truly become free? They needed a new model because they wanted a new world order. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. The physics of water is to find and maintain level. This is the year of flat earth. The next level. The heliocentric theory is bullshit. Get ready for the next level. The next level. The next level. The truth cannot be stopped. Now, what do you what do you think? Uh, COVID came from a bat. COVID came from a scientist who leaked it from a bio lab, or COVID is just the flu. 
I think it's just the same amount of people that, that every year they get pneumonia or SARS. You know, I think it's probably just like an infection. Dude, we have sudden acute respiratory so, syndrome. So think it's, it's just the flu rebranded, right? Yeah, it's just pneumonia. Because I I mean, I know people that, I know a lot of elderly people that died of pneumonia before this. You know, I remember, oh, that, that person's grandfather got pneumonia and died. Like, so I do believe, you know, my mom got COVID, dude. And she was totally, she was basically fine. She was like short of breath. I talked to the doctor. I, I posted a video of this. It's on my YouTube. I said, no remdesivir. We want no ventilation. Dude. Dude, they gave my mom remdesivir. The doctor overrode me and her because we signed a DNR. She was dead five days later. Her her body, uh, you know, filled up with, with fluids. So what I'm saying is the people that are dying in the hospital, a lot of them are not dying from the flu. People are getting the flu and they're, they're looking at the news and they're getting scared and they're going to the hospital, but they're dying from the protocol, the remdesivir. So people are dying, but they're not dying of pneumonia. They're not dying of the flu. They're getting sick from it. You've had, have you ever had the, have you ever had the flu? You probably had a sore throat and you know, had you've flu had a bunch of times. Exactly. So I'm saying, I think the flu exists is my point. And, and they're talking about how it's, you know, a bioweapon from China. I believe it's the viral shedding from the vaccine is why it got worse. That's what I personally believe. I believe yeah. that whatever they, they're giving in you, that's making making people cough and that whatever that shedding is, that's why the numbers are so bad. Uh, you know, I, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, it probably wasn't even that many people sick. It was just a few people. I think we were less sick when the, before the, uh, the vaccine came out, in my opinion. Yeah. The vaccine is the fucking virus, you know, a hundred percent. That's what's encouraging. They're literally, they even admit in the vaccine, they have to put coronavirus in it for your body to build antibodies. It's like, what the fuck would you get? What the fuck makes sense? Does that make, I mean, you're going to give us the, the virus. Oh yeah. We have to give you a little bit of it. So your body knows how to fight it. And they're talking about now they said this on the mainstream media, this clip went viral on Twitter, on Twitter that now your body can create what is called uh, antibody resistance. It's like how you get a tolerance to drugs your body gets it you can get a tolerance if you get vaccinated so much you get a tolerance to the vaccine it doesn't even work the same way so it's just like dude the numbers are going up because they're injecting people with a lab made toxin that probably does make people sick it doesn't make everybody sick so that's i it just that's what i think is happening right now in the world it's like i do believe uh it's all man-made but i think they just used a real virus and now they manipulated it with a vaccine so originally it was just the flu. And then mm -hmm. once they got to the point where they were jacking people with the jab, that is what got people sick is the jab, not. Uh, yeah. The, the, the viral flu, shedding. Always around. Is that what you believe? Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I'm not an immunologist or whatever, but I think it's just pretty obvious that when you look at the numbers, they went up and then you look at all the people that, and then all you got to do is this. We know the PCR tests are bullshit. They even admitted. I mean, the guy that created the PCR test knows it's crap. You see all these videos in China, they're like you know, swabbing crawfish and fish. And there you see people pour Coca-Cola on it. Those tests gave all these people's, uh, you know, high numbers. Oh, all these positive cases. So you think it's a really bad. It's not half as bad. And every year, probably people get the flu in life before this. People would get the flu and be sick. And now they think they have, you know, COVID because really it's like the placebo effect, but it can be the reverse placebo effect. You, you get a test and it says you have coronavirus and you think you're sicker than you really are. So I think it's just, a, I mean, we're under constant trauma based mind control. Ed. that's what it is, Eddie. Yeah. You know, you, you, you uh, have always heard that, you know, people with cancer or diabetes or just in bad shape in general and elderly, everybody knows you learn it in the first fucking grade, the flu or a cold takes them out. People like, yeah, a cold will take grandma out. We can't get her sick, you know, and it's because of the comorbidities. It isn't because yeah. of the cold because the cold's not taking out 20 year olds, you know, a, 
I mean, every now and then the kids, none of the kids die of COVID. I mean, they had like make numbers up. And this is the other thing is like how people say, you know, there was like the movement or, you know, the anti you know, viral infections are real. I know people that got STDs and stuff, you know, STDs are real. So like you can, there are communicable diseases in the world is what I'm trying to say. So I never yeah. vibed with that. Have you seen that video of Fauci from uh, maybe 2016 or something, 2015, he's been being interviewed on C-SPAN and uh, he's basically saying it over and over that you don't need a flu the vaccine, vaccine if you've had the flu. Yeah, you got infected because getting infected is actually the most powerful vaccine. You, have you Dude, heard that one? That yo, one you've seen that clip on C-SPAN. That, that, that right there, that's, that's case fucking close. Can you play that real quick? Yeah, here we go. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no, if she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she should if, not she get re- it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be- it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Case there. fucking closed, right? Of course. I mean, that's, that's all closed. you need to know. Case fucking closed. And then check out the that one right there. I put that in my stories on Instagram like every other day. Like it's just for the next two years. It's just I'm just going to keep play. like that one right there is like, what do you say to that dog? That's your boy. Your fucking boy saying that shit. And, and, and look and, at Bill Gates, your other boy, your other boy, Bill Gates. Listen to this. It wasn't he said it was nothing. February was, when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. Boom. So that what? was a pretty scary period. He just said, uh, your boy Bill Gates, your boy Bill Gates just said that it was a low fatality rate. That's your boy. Yeah. The guy mm-hmm. who started all this shit, that closed everyone's businesses down. He said, and he said it's a disease mainly for the elderly, kind of like the flu. Get the fuck out of here. It's Give only- me Eddie. But people don't even know his dad is William Gates Sr. who started Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger. He's a literal eugenicist. People are like, oh, Bill Gates has our back. Yet we got footage of him talking about how we need to reduce the population by 15%. And then Dr. Fauci, who they've said is a hero, he was giving people during the AIDS epidemic AZT, which is a back-ordered cancer drug, killing people. And this is the problem, though, is this is that atheistic mindset. And this is why, like, when you come to conspiracies, you even whether you're religious or not, because I think organized religion is kind of pretty evil and a lot of them are really bad. But my point being is once you realize there is a creator that we're not just, you know, the Big Bang didn't just happen. And we didn't just, you know, you know, poop out, uh, you know, from the primordial soup. We're not just, you know, evolving from pond scum. Once you realize that, then you actually have some power. But a lot of these people, because they have that atheistic mindset and they're looking for a hero, they're like, Anthony Fauci is so good. He's our hero. And they don't even do one bit of research to see how evil he is and how these people are bought and sold by these big groups. So Bill Gates, like people are making him a hero. You look in his background at IBM computers where he sold the original Microsoft software to, they could have developed the software themselves, but they didn't want to have a monopoly. So they wanted to buy the software from somebody. Bill Gates bought it from another developer and then, you know, packaged it like he was his. Microsoft became a billionaire. So that's not done on accident. He's a puppet. His dad is William Gates Sr. Started Planned Parenthood. It's just these people like in the conspiracy world, 
They are evil people. And we put them, we put them on a pedestal. Anthony Fauci is like 85 years old. I think he's like the highest paid government official. He's been in, uh, you know, Washington the longest time. That's how you know he's evil. He's never even lost his job because he's always done whatever evil shit they want him to do. And people will never realize this. People will never look into it. They're just going to immortalize him and say, oh, they're both heroes. Bill Gates, so smart. Though he's not a doctor. He's got bitch tits. He looks like the pregnant man emoji. And nobody, very few people out of the population even realizes this. <laughs> oh shit oh man um so were you saying were you saying that you already done um one of those city council bits with, about abortion and killing well babies? i did it i i did Have an abortion I've done abortion rap, but but my first one, the first video that you you sent me, and I had to thank you, dude, because that video you sent to Alex Jones, and they had me on Infowars that next week, and now I go on Infowars quite a bit because I become friends with Harrison and Owen. So that was all because of you. I really appreciate because I was always trying to get Infowars attention. But see, that's another thing in the conspiracy world. So fucking annoying. They're like. Oh, he's been on InfoWars. He's controlled opposition. Even though Alex Jones is like losing his ass because of the Sandy Hook stuff. And I mean, I have some opinions on that, but I don't even want to get into what I'm trying to say is, dude, these people are so these people are so toxic. They can't even say Alex Jones is a good guy. Yet Alex Jones has woken up so many people to the new world order, to what's going on. It's never enough. Like, you know, it's these people. And if you give a mouse a cookie, you got to give him milk. You give him one conspiracy. You got to give him another one. Oh, he, I don't vibe with him on this. I don't vibe with him on that. So it's just the problem is these people are very everybody is the same way they're very um this is i think it's george carlin has a joke or maybe it's bill hicks but he's talking about how when you're driving and then somebody drives past you really fast you're like man fuck that guy why is he going so fast and then if cars in front of you they're going real slow you're like fuck that guy why is he driving so slow the only people you like are the people that are driving the same speed as you and that's how we are in the conspiracy world that's how we are in the normal matrix world people just don't like anybody if they're a little different than them we all need to be sheep and just be the same yeah, that is a problem. Everyone's uh, accusing everyone else of being a shill. You know, everybody thinks like, you know, Alex Jones is a shill. He's a friend of mine. And you know what? I If if someone pulled him to the side, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago and put a gun to his head or whatever, and he made some Illuminati deep state deal. There's no way he would tell me like, like he's a no. Eddie Bravo that, you know, back in 2002, <laughs> I got thrown into a white van and they basically, you know, threatened my children. So, I, you know, I have to be a shield for them. Eddie, and you, you know what I mean? Uh, he would never say that, you know, so I don't know anything for sure. Anybody could be a controlled opposition or a shill or some fucking double agent, KGB, FBI, CIA. I don't fucking know. But, I, I you know, as far as uh, me and Alex Jones, I know him pretty well. And he's exact. He's the exact same person he is on airs off, off there. Just fucking talks conspiracy theories. Oh, he could go all night. And the first time I hung out with him maybe 15 years ago, I was down in Austin with Joe. Joe was doing some comedy and I was just, you know, tagging along. And we hung out with Alex and I was, and I, you know, I was just, I'm a, always been a big conspiracy editor. I had a thousand questions to ask him. And I was worried that I would just fan fanboy out too much and bother <laughs> him, annoy him or whatever. But no, man, he fucking loved it. I'm like, dude, he's exactly the same dude that he is uh, on air. He really cares about his family. He really cares about the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. They're, if he's controlled the opposition, dude, they're crushing him. They're going after him financially. He, you know, you... <laughs> All this his life's ruined, him, man. I, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to believe that that's all fake. Like all the shit that's going on to him, like he's faking it. That's hard for me to believe it. But again, I don't know. But 
I love Alex. I mean, yeah, you know. it's like you said, he, maybe he is controlled opposition, but he's woken up so many people like, you know, it's just, this is what the thing is. You have to take the good with the bad. Nobody's going to be perfect. And this like conspiracy world. Like, oh, everybody's a shill. Oh, you know, oh, oh, Rogan's a shill. Oh, Eddie Bravo's a shill. Oh, Alex Stein is a shill. You know, if you even have one and then I want to talk across and oh, automatically, oh, he's been on mainstream media. And they, they, this is the other part of the conspiracy world. They think every girl is a boy, you know, like, and I definitely do believe there are some conspiracies where there's the feminization of men in the masculinization of women and maybe there is a training maybe michelle obama does have a penis but not every famous girl like Katy perry is not like there's just some conspiracies they're just so crazy people don't realize some shit is real but people can't they can't accept that not nothing is real everything is fake i i'm not i don't ascribe to that i think you know some stuff does happen uh, but then you look at like the like we're on rocking so we can talk a little bit about this shooting dude you know uh i haven't watched a video i've seen clips this kid going in and i believe you know the, the shooting was real but I think, you know, it could be so he could they could have radicalized him. They could have got on his computer and like maybe encouraged him. They could have got him on some message boards and then they radicalize an 18 year old. And then they, you know, this fits their narrative that he has, you know, the N word sprawled on his gun and he has like all these victims. And yet in Chicago, 16 people die of gun violence every weekend. And they still put Lori Lightfoot. They never talk about it. So it's just very easy for the, me the media. Look at the Wakasha guy. You know, he ran his car into a bunch of white people and killed five of them. They don't even talk about it. I think at the Milwaukee Bucks game, 17 people were shot by a black guy. They don't talk about it. But as soon as this happens, it's all we're going to hear about. All we're going to hear about is white supremacy. So it's just these people, I, they do control stuff. There is a lot of stuff that's fake bullcrap. But not every single thing in the world is fake bullcrap, in my opinion, Eddie. Uh, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, uh, what's next for you, Alex? How can people find you? Okay. Well, dude, what's next is I'm on the grind, dude. So I, I, I signed a contributorship with the blaze. I work for Glenn Beck's company. You know, people are going to say, Oh, you're a shill, this and that. But they've actually been very hip and very cool. And uh, they love uh, they love Joe Rogan. They like, you know, you they like conspiracy stuff there. They're pretty hip. So, you know, I'm talking with them, you know, about creating kind of like a nonsensical late night show where I'm going to go out on man on the street. I'm going to, you know, troll people. I'm going to go do uh, the culture jamming, what I'm doing now. So, you know, I'm just not going to stop. I'm going to stay on the grind. I don't care if people. Oh, you, oh, you work for a, a media company. You're fake. Listen, this is the thing you have to, you can't just wake people up. you like, you know, it's like when somebody's asleep and you just shake them up, they wake up and, you know, you have to kind of give it to them in doses. You have to kind of do like the drip stuff. You have to see, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, the government, the, the whole news said it was fake. Now they say it's real stuff like that is coming out where you can actually wake up normies, but you can't just hit them in the head with a sledgehammer and be like, you know, the earth is, you know, you know, you, you just, you can't, you have to give it to you have to give it to people in doses because there's levels to this. You have to realize, you know, the government lies to us. You got to go to 9-11, the moon landing. So for me, is I'm trying to get on as big a flat platform as I can. So then I can red pill people. Then I can wake people up. But until then, me on YouTube, people are like, oh, oh, Alex, you're a shill. I can't say the election's fake on YouTube. I can't say that ivermectin is a good, uh, you know, uh, cure for corona. I mean, yeah, for the coronavirus. They'll cut you off. So you're a shill if you just go on YouTube and you follow the rules. So for all the people saying, oh, I'm a shill. No, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to actually be smart about it. I'm trying to play the long game. I'm trying to actually wake people up. So we, the, the great reset doesn't happen and it's the great awakening, but we're not going to be able to do it when all the people that are actually are awake are just bitching and moaning. Alex Jones is a shill. Oh, you don't talk about this. You don't talk about this when you go on Tucker Carlson. 
people, all these people are, you know, a lot of people are, are lonely. They're afraid whether they're awake or not. And they want to bring down people within the misery loves company. So what I'm trying to say, I guess my point being is like, I just want people to support me and not even follow me. I'm not even a role model. I'm like Charles Barkley in the 80s. I'm not a role model. I just want to try to get people to turn on their brain and make the decisions for themselves. So, you know, what's on the horizon? If, if, if I don't get shut down or deplatformed, I'm going to be big. And people are going to say, oh, Alex, that means you're a show. I'm going to be big, Eddie, and I'm going to wake a lot of people up by the time that I'm 39 years old. That's what's going to happen in the next five years. That's beautiful, man. How, how can people find you? What's the best spot? I'm on Twitter, Alex Stein 99. I'm on YouTube, Alex Stein. Are you on Social? I am on True Social. I'm on there. I haven't been using it much, but I'm on True Social. Uh, They've actually been really nice. Um, Twitter is where they see Twitter is crap, dude, but that's why I like it because then I can go and I look at all the blue check marks and the NPCs and the non-playable characters. It's kind of how I hear the regular narrative so we can debunk it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, we get too much in a vacuum chamber as in the conspiracy world is my problem. And then we're just speaking to each other. So I like to try to speak to people that aren't in the conspiracy world. Like, dude, my dad is still, I love him so much. Dude, a D magazine, that's like a local magazine here. They like wrote a hit piece on me. And and I didn't do an interview because I knew they were going to write a hit piece. My dad, of course, did an interview and he's like, yeah, my son's conspiracy stuff kind of, you know, makes me nervous and this and that. I'm like, dad, you're so asleep. You know, I can't even wake up my own dad, even though he's a little he's a little awake. I'm saying the guy I love most in the world. So it's not easy to wake people up, is my point being. But the way you do it is now with my dad, you know, I can talk about the Hunter Biden. You have to use a lot of the mainstream stuff against them, in my opinion, Eddie, because you're not going to be able to get them like, oh, Tower 7. You can't start off with tower seven you know what i mean you can't start off with warner von braun yeah yeah i mean yes there is a way there is a way to do it but not everybody wants to sit and watch loose change you know what i mean you know all you got to do is just show them tower seven five different angles how it drops and falls free fall speed and it's like the only building to ever you know fall you know implode in its footprint from office fires yeah, I know. Listen, I know I, you're talking to a guy that's woken up a lot of people and I'm awake myself. Uh, okay, do you believe do you believe uh, planes hit the towers or was that CG? See, see, this is the thing. When you look at the Pentagon, no, I'm like, no way a plane hit the Pentagon. But then I was arguing with this other guy that's a 9-11 truth. It was like, oh, that was for sure planes. Dude, I do think they flew some sort of military plane, drone plane into the building. I I, I personally do think that. Uh, but I also believe there was uh, had to be a planned explosives. I mean, the way it fell into its yeah. footprint, 11 seconds, but I, in my mind, in my mind, I think that those planes, they looked gray. You watch the footage. They didn't look like, a, you, you know, they didn't look like America, even the American airlines are gray. It just didn't look the same. Those planes look different in my opinion. And I think they probably did fly planes into those buildings. You look at the Rockefellers, they built it. They fell down 33 years after they broke ground. Larry's lucky Larry Silverstein wasn't in the building. Like I, I do think, uh, and they had irreparable asbestos, I do, in my opinion, I, and I've, I've gone back and forth on this. Like, I don't, even though the guy that actually created the software and how to uh, put like add CGI planes, you know, that like in loose change, you talk about it. Yeah. He was supposed to be the guy that filmed it from the helicopter. In my opinion, I think they flew planes into it, but they were like military planes. And then you look at the Pentagon, no plane hit the Pentagon. They only give us, th- you know, three frames, the holes like right on the ground. I just think that's impossible. You look at Shanksville. I just, flight 93 went to ground and hardened. It didn't even look, I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. So it, it, like the, if you're just think there's two planes that hit the world trade center, 
Center, you know, the South and North Tower. I do think they probably had some, they do have drone technology where they can fly a plane without a pilot. They have that. They admit that. So that's what I personally think. Like I said, am I right about all this? stuff? No, don't believe me. Look into it for yourself. And, and, and you make the decision. I shouldn't make the decision for you. I don't want other people making the decision for me. I don't want to make the decision for you either. Beautiful, Alex. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, man. Thank you very much for, for uh, entertaining us. Dude, we, we could go on forever, man. <laughs> Ever, you, man. dude. It's an honor. No, thank I'm, you for having me, Eddie. I really appreciate when you, it. When are you going to do the, the, the two years and under abortion? When are you going to do that at the city? I'll council? do it next I'll, week. I'll do, I'll do it next week. Like how, how, how dude, there are so many meetings. I'm in DFW. I'm in a Metroplex of like 30 cities. Dude, there's too many meetings, Eddie. There are so many meetings. I'll do it this week. I'll even, I'll call you out. I will do an Eddie Bravo shout out. I'll be like, yeah, my buddy, Dr. Eddie Bravo. He says that we should be able to have abortions. He's one of the best doctors in California says we should be able to have abortions. I'll shout out totally. to him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Do I'll that. do a hundred percent. You have to share. I'm, I'm one of the top uh, pediatricians okay, in the, in there you the go. world. I've written many papers on yeah. abortions. And, you, and you're going to say, well, it's it's okay if a baby dies between, before two years because it doesn't have memories yet. So it wouldn't even know that it lived. And that, yeah, you know, yeah. that'd be good. And, yeah. and I, 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 um, I'm in the middle of, I've just got to get through the trials, but I'm in the middle of developing all new revolutionary way for to abort babies. It's all, all <laughs> new, top secret, but you could go ahead and leak some of that info out. Okay. We're going to go through the ass. And this is the last thing. Yes. It's the the needle up the butt. Okay. But this is the one thing though, Eddie, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to kiss your butt, but I really do have to, uh, you know, thank you because a lot of people, I've been kind of railing on the truth community. You know, you had, you know, I know you have a show now and you've had a lot of opportunities, but you've probably lost more opportunities from speaking the truth than you've gained. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'm just speaking that from what I, what I feel like because people probably demonize you a little bit. So I just want to say, you know, I would have probably never even talked about conspiracy theories and there's other people that influenced me, but you're one of the main influencers. So I just appreciate you speaking your mind when, you know, you probably, you know, lost stuff, lost opportunities because of it. people probably look at you like, Oh, who is this guy? It's only a lost opportunity if you wanted it or if you're. Yeah, well, this is the I thing. I okay. want it, dog. So, the, like, the, I like I like where I'm at right now. I like where I'm at. I like the financial position I'm in. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a fucking multimillionaire. I want to just keep it, keep what I got afloat, keep my friends, same friends. I don't need any new friends. I don't need any new followers. I really don't. You're already, if you're on board, you're on board. If you're not on board, I'm not looking for new followers. I, I just want to keep it indie. I'm on Rockfin. Rockfin is about as slayer as you can get. Mm-hmm. I could talk all the shit I want here. You know, I'll leave YouTube. I go, you got me, dog. I won't say shit on YouTube. I'll just keep that for my business. My IG, I get a little crazy on IG. They got mm-hmm. me on a little shadow ban action a little bit, but yeah, because you you have like hundreds. Of, you got like seven hundred thousand on Instagram. I'm like, surprised they, they haven't they kicked they you deleted, off. They deleted a hundred thousand followers in the last year from me. Okay, this is the last thing I always want to say, though. It's it, this is, and I stole this from Dan Bilzerian, even though he's kind of a dirtbag guy. But he said this on JRE. He said the 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 story of the Chinese farmer. Have you heard this one? No. Okay, so this is the story of the Chinese farmer. A Chinese farmer one day he goes out to tend, and his horse ran away, and he's like, "Oh, how am I gonna? How am I gonna farm?" And everybody from the you know village they came. Oh, that's so bad. You know, you lost your horse. And then the Chinese farmer's like, "Maybe." Then the next day, the horse comes back with seven other wild horses, and everybody in the town's like, "Oh, congratulations! Now you have all these extra horses. It's so good." And the Chinese farmer's like, "Maybe." Then that third day, 
his son is out tending to the horses and the horses trample on his son's leg, paralyzing his son. And everybody in the town's like, oh, that's so terrible. Your son is temporarily paralyzed. His legs are broken. That's so bad. And the Chinese farmer's like, maybe. Then the next day, the draft service comes around and they don't draft his son to fight in the war and die in the war because his son's legs are paralyzed. And everybody's like, oh, that's so good. That's so good that he didn't get drafted. And the Chinese farmer's like, maybe. So the point being is like, we don't even know what's bad or good until we have perspective on it. So right now, like, even though what I'm talking about, the hope saying, you know, sometimes it does feel hopeless, but we don't know if it's bad or good till we can actually get some perspective on it. So this could be the great awakening. It could be the great reset. We just have to wait and see is what I'm saying. I believe you. I don't know why, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Alex. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Eddie. All right. You're the man. Peace. See you. See you, Hibbler. See you guys. The Jiu-Jitsu Dojo is the ultimate training ground for life. Jiu-Jitsu will accelerate the evolution of your being, your consciousness, your soul. Through this amazing art, you will prove to yourself that you can master anything you set your mind to. Happy birthday, Eddie Bravo! I leave for Brazil tomorrow. Are you the fear factor guy? I'm uh, like six pounds over. Time to sweat it out. Just imagine someone that has no idea how different your game is. I'll tell you what this weekend was, man. It was a culmination point where all your hard work comes to like one great moment in time. You showed that you're a fucking champion. Guy who goes against convention. You created your own shit and figured interesting ways to get around problems in jujitsu. And shows you that great things are possible if you work hard, if you dedicate yourself and use your creativity and you push through. Your own human potential just goes up. My 10th Planet Association has grown rapidly to over 70 academies worldwide, and their curriculums are all synced to 10th Planet headquarters located in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Eddie Bravo. I hope to see you on the mats. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake.